0: On a cold February morning in Indianapolis, Tony Kiritsis woke up, got dressed, loaded his sawed-off shotgun, and drove to his bank. He wasn't there to steal anything. He was there to take his life back. American Hostage is a new podcast starring me, John Hamm, that tells the true story of one man who channeled the rage of a nation and took justice into his own hands. Follow American Hostage wherever you get your podcasts, or you can binge all eight episodes right now on Amazon Music or Wondery+.
2: Konnichiwa. Got him. Nina said.
3: Hello everyone. And hey, welcome to Talk to Kiki. I'm drinking. He's late. Oh, you're drinking? I didn't know that. I'm drinking a cider. Oh shit. I'm drinking
4: a protein shake.
3: All right. Well, we're in two different worlds right now. We are. Anyway, folks, I'm Matt, your host, and join me as always by Kohai Ethan. What's up? Konnichiwa, matt Maccoon, Genki desu We're a little later than usual. It's
4: fine. It's just... A little later as we're recording, you know, fucking... Uh, what's it called? I had to stop and get uh orange juice because I had no orange juice for the morning. And then I have to do work, um, extra work, because I was dealing with some bullshit at work, so I had to deal with that. And then, you know, I just got home from the gym, had to shower, eat, make my fucking... my shake, wash my dish. um, And yeah, I still haven't even done my genius prince thread from today which of course we don't talk about because we never i never get a chance to watch the latest episode but we'll talk about last week's episode for I, sure. didn't
3: see, I didn't see the latest episode either i'm worried
4: fantastic Subarashi Desuka, well
3: we got news we got some exciting stuff we're gonna take another hiatus we got more shit <laughs> <laughs> life more life well, I'm going to Greece and I'll be caught up maybe on the Sunday when I come back.
4: <laughs> I will not be because I'm going to watch the jiu Kaisen movie on Thursday. And then I'm going to see Shaq in the club on Friday. Saturday, I'm going to a hotel party, perhaps. And then Sunday, I'm going to go watch wrestling. So I will not be. Well, caught like up. I
3: said, you got you got two weeks.
4: Basically, we have two weeks.
3: Yeah, that's fine.
4: Oh, wait, you're not coming. I thought, you know, my stupid ass. You're leaving I'm Thursday. leaving Saturday. Oh, shit. Then you're good.
3: Yeah, that's what I said. We're we're, we're gonna take a break. Yeah, be yeah, back in yeah, two we'll weeks.
4: So you'll be we'll be back for the majority of the seasonals. So this is gonna be the last episode before we jump into season finales for a good portion of the
3: And week. awards, yeah.
4: And award. Fuck. I would you know, I thought about that today too. I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to start thinking about awards.
3: Yeah, and then we take another week off for the spring shows to air.
4: Yes, indeed. And
3: then we'll be back.
4: Well, we'll do a cakey shop that week.
3: <clears throat> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it
4: out. We could probably do a cakey shop that week
3: if 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 you're free uh again you can message us at talk to KK on twitter he'll give you and he'll give you the instagram
4: at talk to cakey t-a-t-a-l-k-t-h-e-k-e-k-i yeah, at- talk to
3: Kiki. yeah so definitely talk us there uh we'll even do an ad on our actual facebook profiles because i know our friends that are not in the groups
4: or listen to us
3: Got more of to- that more of that Fucking
4: cocksuckers. But we, we appreciate you, whoever is listening. Yes, out we
3: love and appreciate you. Someone gave us a four star on Spotify. Did they?
4: Yeah. Oh, we didn't hit five. Well, you know, fuck. Beggars can't be choosers, dude. Thank you, whoever that was.
3: It's still a rated.
4: Was it a random person?
3: Seriously? I think I don't think you can look at who did the rated.
4: Can we ask our lovely editor and see if he knows? Well,
3: it's on the. I don't know. I don't know if we can or not. Well, I'll yeah, ask him right yeah. now. Ask that motherfucker right now. What's up, motherfucker? Where is our on father? his busy schedule of being a supervisor? Talk the cakey chat. Hey, busy with his cool, that's cool new friends. While he's doing that, we're going to get to some news, some quick news, some quick uh, updates while he's doing his shit. A uh, live novel, Spy Room, is getting an adaptation. Okay. So good <laughs> shit. Uh. <laughs> They're
4: just okay. I was flatter than a plate, a plate full of piss. Well, you,
3: oh, our you. Our favorite podcaster,
4: Mister Cornette, says.
3: Yeah, well, you were you were talking over me. I wasn't. Like, they stopped, say, hey, stop hey, talking like, you "Hey, Sean, what is our rating?" Hey, Sean, give us, g- g- give us our, our give us our mel- give us our Meltzer rating.
4: Our Meltzer rating, seven point six nine 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 nine.
3: Then I. yeah, right. well, yeah uh, Spy Room is a light novel that's getting... Can- Get Adaptation. We don't know when. I think it's twenty twenty. All right, moving on. Moving on. Up. The twenty fifth annual Japan Media Arts Festival winners were announced, and the grand prize award goes to the Fourth Wall.
4: The Fourth Wall.
3: The Fourth Wall. I'm going to look this up. I'm going I was to. was going to say, is move. that
4: that's a wrestling term, buddy?
3: Uh, no. Uh, well,
4: you know what they won, by the way. What they win? These nuts.
3: Uh
4: had to do with these nuts.
3: Is it an animation? God, the fuck is I, I see a woman has a washing machine as an image when I popped it up. Well, she's just showing what she's good at. Hey, now, all right. <laughs> hey, yo, OK, here's the. All right. Oh, that was just a normal thing. Here's the manga stuff. This is the one you all wanted to see. So this is all for manga stuff or oh, manga. just just manga story, in the industry whatever. in general, animation, manga.
4: Oh, OK. So all forms of media.
3: Uh, the new face award went to Odd Taxi. Oh, okay. So good shit. Uh, Excellence award went to Sunny Boy. Hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, the grand prize manga is Golden Raspberry.
4: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Sounds yeah. like some. It sounds like a Vince term. Like you need to grab the Golden va-
3: Raspberry, pal. It look, looks like a teenage rom com. So
4: teenage rom com. Oh, God forbid, fucking. Uh, they showed. Uh, don't tell Angel. You don't tell Angel
3: or Marte uh also darwin hen. looks like a monkey a darwin these, these are the excellent civil monkey dead dead demons d-d-d-d-d destruction
4: jesus christ that sounded like a seizure <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> you know i'm sure he had it when he when he was writing it That
4: sounds like angels trying to talk normal <laughs> I couldn't help myself there.
3: Uh, anyway, congrats to everyone. i <laughs> are not reading the rest, but congrats to them.
4: Omerito gozaimasu.
3: Good shit. Celebrations all around. Uh, okay, now this weird one we talked about a couple of days ago. not here in the group chat. My life is Inuki Inukai-san's dog.
4: Inukai's dog. Inu, Inu. What? Hold on. What was it? Inukai-san. Inukai-san's inu. Yes. No inu. No inu. That's how it would be in Japanese.
3: Yes. Uh the manga follows the protagonist who wakes up one day transformed as the dog of his cool and beautiful classmate, Karen inu- Inukai.
4: So he's a classmate and he wakes up as the dog of his hot classmate.
3: Yes. That's fucked in a way. Yeah, that is getting a 2023. Good God. Never change Japan.
4: <laughs> Never change.
3: So expect a lot of Pansu shouts and upskirts. Pansu. And Pansu. Perverts. Pansu. <laughs> You're so white. <laughs> well, no, it's like from fucking sugar Tensei with the little sister. I hate my brother because, you know, I saw the very Pansu. Pansu. I, my mother hyped him up. I said I was going to serve him. But no, he's a fucking pervert.
4: And then they smile.
3: No, shut up. <laughs> All right. uh Before we end the news section, we do got some unfortunate news. Uh, the manga artist for Tokyo Mew Mew, Mia Ikumi, has passed away on March seventh. March seventh, due to a hemorrhage. That
4: sucks, dude. She was only forty. Yeah, uh, and
3: yeah, she 42. was getting a new that the Tokyo <laughs> Mew, Mew Mew was getting an adaptation in July, like another one. Mm. Yeah, they had one in a. 2002 to 2003. It was dubbed by four kids.
5: Oh, unfortunate.
3: Four kids dubbing. Sean uh, says Spotify isn't like Apple. It doesn't show users, just shows stars.
4: Well, isn't that fucking whack?
3: Well, isn't that nice? But uh, Anyway, shout for, out to
4: you, unknown four-star
3: giver. Yes, but for me... Uh, this episode's uh,
4: all... for you. We dedicate this episode for you.
3: And we also dedicate
4: this episode unrelated to anime to Mr. Scott Hall, Mr. Ressa yes, Ramon. Yes,
3: Mr. Scott Hall passed, passed away. away as of march 14th at the
4: age of 63 due to complications to hip surgery
3: yeah uh blood clot and had three heart attacks
4: yeah that's fucked dude super yeah. fucked did Mark you see goes
5: what
3: I, out to his friends did you family. see what i bought what would you buy
4: dude i went on wwe.com and i haven't given wwe my money in a long time um but i went on and i got an outsider's t-shirt i got an nwo hat i got a racer Ramon. A pair of basketball shorts, and then I got an Undertaker shirt because it was on sale too. And I was like, Oh, undertaker, oh,
3: okay. well, you, you may as well,
4: might as well. I was may well for I right. five bucks, it was 15, 15 a shirt, yeah. but that's not bad well, though, 15 dollars for a shirt, not bad. So yeah, yeah. I was like, Hey, you know, worked this up, but, out. but yeah, anyway, for... yes, uh, condolences oh, yeah, for Scott
3: to Scott and Mia, condolences to their friends, family, loved ones, yes, and all the Kevin fans Nash out there, and Sean, especially
4: all the fans out there as well.
3: Yeah, all the fans out there too, but yeah, definitely feel bad for Kevin because he's the one that's defending him the most with all his relapses. Like, like he was right or die with Scott. Mm-hmm.
5: That's <laughs> but, true, dude.
3: but I mean,
4: you know, hey, you know, it's kind of a it's the reality of life, especially the reality for people our age. Because bro, that was those are. Fucking people from our childhood, bro. And it's just like, god damn, you know, people from our childhood. You know, for a while in different aspects, whether it's you know, sports or media or things of that nature. Like you constantly see people die from our childhood, but it never makes it any easier. Like it just, you know, that's the reality of of growing older. Like, fuck, man. It's crazy.
3: Yeah, it is crazy. But uh, Mm -hmm. all right. Anyway, we are now going to move on Mm -hmm. with our separate stuff. Uh I added something. Uh he even picks up and back up. We'll get to that a bit. Did I pick something up? Yeah, no, the eighty-six k back. Oh yes, indeed. Yeah, and I picked up a series. I'll get to that in a bit. Aha. Uh-huh. Hi, Sonatori. Yes. Uh, all right. I'm gonna start with soloop. Uh, yeah, since it's a slice of life, you know what happens. There's a cultural festival.
4: Bunka, Sai.
3: Yes, uh, as always. Yes. So he. Uh, I just learned don't... that word
4: today, bunka. Bunka means culture in Japanese. Bunka, nice. sai. Sai means, I guess, festival. But right, right. All
3: right. Oh, well, you learn something new every day, folks. I do,
4: because I'm on 397 days uh, learning Japanese on Duolingo. So Well, there you I go. Do. I do learn shit new every day. Anyway, sorry for interrupting. Please continue. All
3: right. No, bro, no that was fine. It's, it's our show, but by all means. <laughs> yeah, I cut
4: you off. I mean, yeah. go ahead, buddy. Uh, you anyway, have the next yeah. hour.
3: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Hiyori and Koharu are trying to get ideas for their uh, what well, basically what they're best they want to do for their cultural festival. Mm. Uh, Hiyori, it's a uh, Japanese cafe, not a made cafe, calm down. No regular Japanese cafe with kimonos and not those made outfits. Put your pitch, put your torches and pitchforks away <laughs>
4: <laughs> for real.
3: No high school made outfits this time, yeah. And Koharu decides to do this. Weird random shit like parasites and stuff like this involving fish. The dark side of fish.
4: The dark side of fish.
3: The dark side of, that is, that's what I call it. I call it the, the dark side of fish. Like, is that the, the burnt you know, side?
4: Is that the burnt what? side? The dark side of fish. Is that the burnt side?
3: No, like you know, like there's parasites in the fish and all that.
4: Oh, it's not a woman opening her legs.
3: No, 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 hey! no, 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 no it's, it's not the McDonald's fish relay. Oh. Uh so okay. So Hiori has to catch the mackerel for the thing. So she has to go fishing and she takes, uh, Futaba Fukumoto, um, the youngest sister of the Fukumoto family who, uh, she knows a lot more fishing despite being younger than her. But then again, he already mostly knows, uh, fly fishing. Mm. Futaba knows a little bit more. So she's able to help her out. Like here, here's this, uh, fishing rod like Kasten. And, and, uh, she shows her how to hook a worm to the baits. Uh, so all that happens. a Nice little button up between those two because you don't see much. You don't see much of her. Mm. We go to the next day. Hiori's uh, Japanese cafe success. So it was the mackerel sandwiches mm. that uh, Koi helps her make. While Kuharu's, Kuharu's exhibition thing exhibits was a disaster. So she's just crying.
4: Unrelated. I really like that name, Kuharu.
3: Kuharu. Yeah, it's a cute name.
4: It is a very cute name. Uh, Hawaii. Now no, why about this guy?
3: Yes, uh, I did not watch uh, Loop on the Fair because I'm waiting for the two-parter to finish. So I'm going to do it all at once when it comes
5: mm-hmm. out. Mm.
3: Instead of, you know, waiting with, uh, with my dick in my ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move on. Uh, Dial's Frontline. Um, as we saw from earlier, Destroyer was being taunted. Like, oh yeah, you're just a pawn in this. I could just kill you right now. You'll forget it. It's not the first time. Get wrecked. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you find out it's like oh i'm just fucking with you <laughs> so mm-hmm. destroyer gets pissed off <laughs> like all right fine i'll help you don't be such a cry babe <laughs> <laughs> and uh um, for uh what you call it ar-15 you find out like oh yeah she did uh so, someone put a plantain chip in her so that's why they found out about the base and all that that was confirmed they don't know who did it but ar finds one of the villains that she guy gets pissed off and the, who the people that control the basically that defense force with uh, M4A1 AR15, M16, mod 2. there any other th- grenade launcher yeah bazooka. Yeah basically they gave them numbers and names that way you don't connect to them like if they die they die because they can get replaced. But for those four since they're a special type of uh, T dolls with emotions and all that, you can't back them up. so if they die they die. So I feel like one of them is going to die the next episode because it didn't happen this one. So that's that was really it. They used to learn more about the t dolls and like, oh yeah, psych. fuck you. Mm. But yeah, uh, but yeah, we and even the humans are getting involved. The people that like the military, they are right, we're gonna do this ourselves. We have a side mission, fuck you all. And then they went away, and that was it <laughs> for that one.
4: And that's on, it. what I said. And that's that.
3: And that's that. Moving on, nothing exciting happened. Ranking the Kings, uh, the big showdown, Boji and Bozi. <laughs> Prince versus King. At the, the final showdown is here.
4: The final and... showdown. Da-da-da.
3: Well, the well, final countdown, damn you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but we get this gorgeous animation. Like, you just see Bozi like like giant form. Like, it's a hack on Titan trying to kill a human.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: He's like swinging the club, but Boji just. Dodges and fucking hits him with the sword a few times. Does it a few times. And yeah, fucking the dad jobs, the dad jobs. He didn't get a single hit on Boji.
4: He, wow. He did the job.
3: He did the job. He made him look strong. He tried and he failed. Wow. And uh, you find out if Miranjo dies, uh, Dida, Dida can come back, like break the curse. Like Boji won't, won't no longer be in, in the son's body. Mm. So, all that's going on, and Miranjo is actually having those no second thoughts Like, she doesn't want to do this anymore, but she feels bad. Like, why are you doing so much for me? Type of thing.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And you see the mirror starting to crack. Mm. And then uh, fucking Despa says to Boji, like, yeah, he has to do it. While Kagi, like, hey, why are you making Boji do this? you son of a bitch. Punch, punch, punches. <laughs> How dare you? They know, like, it's, it, he has to, like, because again, they're dead. And he wants if he wants to save his brother, he has to do this. Before all that, though, the really cool moment was when uh beben Dorishe, Appius, and Domus, like the big four, said they stand with King Boji. Because mm. Boji made them choose like, are you gonna serve me or you're gonna serve the kingdom? And they serve the king, which is Boji. Mm. Like, oh, <laughs> so very nice moment there. Uh Maranjo is gone, and so is Boji. The souls, the souls leave the mirror, and the uh his body. You see the souls going away, and you see the giant demon that came out in the third episode grabs Miranjo's soul mm. while Bozi departs alone. Mm. And Miranjo's like, I'm sorry, I can't go with you, type of thing. And you go like in the mind of this demon, and you see him like ripping apart souls, eating them, throwing them up just to eat them again. And then Absolutely. you see Miranjo horrified. Like, that's going to be her fate, basically. That sounds, it was disgusting. And uh, she sees the demon she befriended when she was a kid. It's like, well, this is good. This is your life now, nothing but pain and suffering. Mm. So, the story's not done yet. You thought Bosie was going to be the main final villain? No, it's going to be this demon. It
4: It would you thought it was so and so, but it was me
3: pretty much. That is where we are. We got two episodes left. So I am curious to see what happens next. Two episodes
4: of the season, I imagine. What? Two episodes of the season, I imagine. And then it's done. The show is period is done.
3: The show will be done, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but we, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Interesting. Let's see what else.
4: Wonder if they'll do a flash forward and boji will be less crippled.
3: I think I think that curse is just there for good.
4: Mm, Okay.
3: Yeah, like, like that's that's it.
4: He's fucked. That's
3: unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I think I, unless they bring it up, saying this is what, like what what happens when we do this and all that, but we will see. We'll find out. Maybe we'll find out the next episode.
4: On the next episode of
3: yes, ranking uh, of- Land of Liedale. Uh we picked up where we left off, where the zombies came in. The centaur got down. Uh, Kata's friend, her ally, she summoned. He's dead for now, because uh, they come back in like ten days. Mm. Uh, and then uh, she meets a couple of people, Tartarus and Q-O-K.
5: <laughs> Q-O-K.
3: Q-U-O-L-K-E-H. Spell that again. Q-U-O-L-K-E-H. Qualke. Qualke. Qualke and Tartarus. Uh, she meets them when, when she was hiding out, and you, she finds out that, that they were uh, also old users in the game Lidel in their cream cheese guild, like the old games cream like, cheese that, yeah she called it the cream cheese guild
4: you know i shouldn't say that because i'm watching an anime where they're called the gourmet guild so
3: yeah because she thought no one would take it seriously but yeah she there was a few guild, guild members in that in the old game and they find a little girl named luca who is uh basically she goes outside she'll basically die because of this fog mm. zombie come fog infested village mm. so it's like, okay so dig it so like, okay, well, if you guys come with me, we can go take care of it. Like, no, we can't leave her alone. So she has another summon. She has this cat butler, Rox Ilius. I can't tell if it's a guy or girl, actually. It's a day. It's a day. Rox Ilius is a day. So they're there to watch Luca while the three of them go to the fog. And um, Kada has these uh, two, two bells, these special items that you get for playing a certain amount of hours in a game. So even I want you to guess how many hours has she put in this game?
4: Sixty nine, two billion eight hundred forty eight million. Oh, no,
3: God, Jesus Christ, no, that's like her. That's like since birth to, to the end of time. No, she spent twenty thousand hours.
4: That's not a fun number. I was expecting it to be like, you no, know, no, it's six hundred sixty six hours is gonna be my next guess.
3: Yes, no, it's just twenty thousand hours because uh, you get for every ten thousand hours you get the bell, but since she has two of them. 20,000. So, yeah, she she admitted, yeah, I was a shut-in.
4: <laughs> for real. Super neat.
5: Yeah,
3: super neat.
4: What is 20,000 hours?
3: Alexa, how much is 20,000 hours? Two years and three months. Jesus Christ. I- I'm sure she also took some breaks, we'll say, for maybe five years. <laughs>
4: Jesus. Because
3: this is, like, every day, nonstop. I, no, I don't think she's done that, because I'm pretty sure she went to school. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll definitely run out to like five years or so. Unless she's home long... oh, is Japan.
5: Mm.
3: Uh, but yeah, they eventually get rid of the fog and all this. She adds them as a friend. It's like, oh yeah, um, if you need me, let me know. And for Luca, they're like, okay, what do we do with her? Because her family's dead. So now takes Luca in as her daughter's dog. So there we go. That part was cute. Moving on.
5: Moving on.
3: Akami sailing uniform. Good God, they are putting fetishes in here. More Angel ass slapping heard of what
4: more ass slapping?
3: No, 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 no. The little sister wasn't that. No, oh, okay. no, just, you know, this, the five the, the midriff.
4: Is that that meme you sent me? Is that where it's from? Yes, yes.
3: That's what it was.
4: That's why I was like, huh? When you sent that to me, like all I that I... happened in this episode, you should show Angel that, see what he says.
3: No, I don't know.
4: <laughs>
3: we're not we're not doing that shit. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, uh, the competition festival thing's coming up, so Acabey and a few of the girls like, okay, let's uh, let's do something. Let's uh, let's try cheerleading. So basically, it's just Acabey and the others like practicing cheerleading, and that eventually happens for a little bit. Uh, Acabey gets better at it. Uh, This Jesus Christ, they they love animating sweat. It's
4: so odd.
3: Uh, It's it's an odd fetish, I know, but. (laughs)
4: It's gross too dude like i can't
3: i i don't get it but
4: like i had a girl sweat on me once while we were fucking and like i immediately like stopped being she, did she
3: go like dri- let it drip in your mouth or
4: no it like dripped on like my forehead and then my cheek and then my lips and then i just lost my boner like i was done like ah, was... my boner's gone <laughs> my boner's gone exactly and i was like and it's a turn off i was like go ahead and lay uh... back down but i wasn't done hey, you're done don't worry
3: Uh, anyway, while all that was going on, uh, there was actual focus on a certain character, Riona Shiju, Mm. who's in the tennis club Mm. and she hasn't played tennis in a couple of years. uh, Every time
5: uh, I
4: think of the tennis club, I think of our favorite trap. (laughs) (laughs) Legitimately.
3: (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, I would love to, I would love to see him in this.
4: Toka, I believe. Suka. Suka. Tosuka. Tosuka. uh, uh, Official uh what's it called talk the kiki.
3: yeah that that's the trap mascot
4: if we ever get someone who's like transsexual on our team that that's gonna be their fucking
3: (laughs) oh come on you gotta gotta ask
4: (laughs) you identify as a male or female transsexual jesus christ all right we're going off the rails anyway all
3: right right, shut up before we shut up before we get caught uh but anyway uh basically uh she hasn't played tennis in quite a few years so she slip it, like she's like very rusty keeps missing it and then you basically say like she basically self-conscious about herself like she's like a little curvier but she's not she's not fashion fashionable she's just curvy mm. but she kind of hates her body for that
4: it's so weird when i see japanese like real life japanese people and they're fat like women because it's like uh, you never see like you see me because me- you're they're
3: so you because they're so used to showing like just, just these yeah they're pieces.
4: just like paper thin or they're like freaking or like they're medium they're like they're like modest yeah, signs you that's know
3: why they, that's why they show the males like the big bulky male with the thick lips they don't show those anymore ugly man i okay
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's ugly
5: man <laughs>
3: Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there was one good Rob Cobb that had some some guy like that. He wasn't terrible. I forgot the name of it. He wasn't terrible. Um, a love story or something like that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. My love story. I never yeah, watched it. I never watched it because his face turned me off. I was like, I don't want to uh, fucking. I don't want to look I, at a human fish.
3: I, I I keep hearing it's really good. So we'll yeah, listen. I have heard
4: it's really good too.
3: Maybe if someone wants to talk about it on Talk to Cake on uh yeah on Cakey Shop, convince us, convince us,
4: convince us, because he looks like a fucking fish, and I'm not trying to watch a fish try and fuck a human or be with a human.
3: But yeah, with uh, Rihanna, uh, she basically poked Akemi's belly, like because she like by accident, like I, I, like she's like jealous of her slender figure. She had mm. her finger through the for the fence, and then the of, so like, did like,
4: Akemi okay. poke her, and she go woohoo.
3: No, she was just like laughing like, ah, it's okay. You're fine.
4: He's not the Pillsbury Dole Girl? So,
3: <laughs> 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 but, uh, anyway, um... just, led, just led to uh, Ak- Komichi giving her uh, confidence with her body and all that. Like, like, hey, you should do cheerleading with me for this. And then you get the thigh shot from the meme I said. Yes. Lovely. Uh, basically all that. And then she got confidence in herself again. She got, she went back to, uh, like, oh yeah, I remember why I love tennis and all that. She's good at tennis again. And then there was much rejoicing. You
4: know what's crazy is that that's not even the most like suggestive fucking shot of the week. On a normal day, it might be.
3: That's why there's really no, there's no suggestive shots. And that's, I'm okay with that. But if you still tell them, they're like, ah, fuck you. No, I don't know.
4: (laughs) You know, at this rate, like with everything that I've like seen, especially this season, like, listen, if you're, I'm gonna watch romance. It needs to be a really, really adorable love story. It needs to be super fucking hilarious or it needs to be edgy. Like, I can't, like, deal with, like, mediocrity in any of the three. Otherwise, it's just going to be mediocre. mediocre.
3: All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, Vanitas, part two. I usually end with this, but I'm going to end with the new one. But Mm. uh, we picked up our left off. Uh, No is, like, back at his house. Uh, The housekeeper came in and said, oh, yeah, by the way, you have this letter. It's dressed from uh, Mikhail. Mm. And they opened it, and it's Domi's hair. So he didn't kill her. He just cut off her hair. Hmm. From like this 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 weird blue haired kid, this psychopath
5: Hazekashi. that we just
3: seen,
4: <laughs> Hazakashi.
3: But yeah, basically it's like, oh yeah, if you want her, if you want her alive, come here at night, that type of thing. And uh, I don't know if you remember from part one, where we got a flashback of No Dominique and the brother, Oh um. the where the brother got crazy, Louis. I don't. You know, yeah, because they 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 did the aftermath of that. Like we went we went back to that real quick. That was, a, that was interesting. Yeah, so basically with uh so no, so no was like passed out was, like, tra- like traumatic, basically seeing his best friend decapitated in front of him, killing kids. Mm. And then um he like he was like waked up, so, like snaps out of it, and he thought Domi was Lewis mm. and made like Domi like you know, like a, Doubt or something? They, did you want him alive? It's that type of thing. So she actually starts to cut her hair to look like her brother. Mm. But uh, before that revelation, um, the older sister is like, "Oh, I'm glad he's dead because uh, like we only wanted one of you alive." And then Domi's like, "Why? Why do you say something?" And it's like, "Oh, you didn't know. You guys were actually twins. They lied about like she, like we, the whole family lied about him being older than you." mm so yeah so and and twins are considered a curse so one of you guys had to go so i'm glad it was him so because we valued you mm-hmm. so so okay. her her world went upside down for all of that
4: so. yeah, that's very dark right
3: like holy, holy shit <laughs> but uh
2: Me-chan.
3: yeah and then uh yeah she cut she has her hair cut look like the, her brother she goes to know and then knows like wait like why'd you do that type of thing Mm-hmm. and she starts crying. He holds her tight. He's like, "I have to like like he wants to protect her. Like, like no, no, this ain't right, type of thing. So that's why like no like always looks no, always looks out for her. And uh, while all that's going on, uh, Vanitas we're back to him. He's talking to Dante. The maid comes in like, like terrible news. Uh, something happened to Dominique, and uh, knows gone. It's like, what do you mean he's gone? And he's like, there was only this letter. And but he's read the name and his eyes went wide. He's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm.
5: So
3: he starts running out like, 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 no has to get away from him like now.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so the no ghost is abandoned music park. Uh, he sees uh, Mikhail right there. And mm-hmm. Dominique is in a trance on top of a Ferris wheel. And he tells, no, if you touch me once, she jumps off.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Like she falls to her death from that height. Mm hmm. So Noah, Noah tries to charge in and you see another book of Vanitas that I this guy has. I
4: thought there was only one.
3: No, apparently not. No excuses. Like, why do you have that? And Mikhail tells through his introduction like how Vanitas did in the first episode, but you find out, yeah, that's his actual brother.
4: I thought you were going to tell me like, oh, it's at the bookstore for three ninety nine. dollars
3: 99 No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> no he, that is the brother of Vanitas. <laughs> no, experiment number 71. <laughs> The one the doctor talked about in the first season. Like, oh, yeah, how's your brother doing? That made Vanitas basically fucking go lifeless for a bit. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, he's alive and well. <laughs> and he's like, oh, like, Vanitas didn't tell you any of this stuff? Like, all of this. So and he said no. He said he wants no to drink Vanitas' blood because he wants answers to why Vanitas killed their dad. That's why he wants him. And then he's like, oh, you didn't know any of this about him? So how about this? How about you suck my blood instead? Suck me off. I my yeah, blood. so ba- so basically, to see what I saw basically. Do you see what I Pretty much. <laughs> so no eventually caves in and does it. And we get the flashback. Uh by the way they're not biological brothers, just brothers in that experimentation type thing. Oh shit. Oh
4: I, sorry. Yeah yeah.
3: yeah. I
4: know what I'm saying I've i breaking news when uh
3: All right, go ahead. We're, run, done.
4: we're done. When we're done when you're done.
3: Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, basically uh Mikhail's actual mother is a de- is dead, she's decapitated.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And you see a younger Roland, like from the paladins. <laughs> mm. He's all bandaged up, like he was like looking after the kids, And he's like, why did she die? Like, well, she was a curse bearer. I'm like, no, uh, she was she, she was happy. Uh sh- also before that though, uh he was dressed as a girl mm. because the mother is a prostitute. Mm. And he made her son dressed up as a girl, for her, for him to get raped, like for paid for.
4: So by like men. she
3: hoard off her son.
4: But men are paying for him. Him. Yeah. Okay. Ooh.
3: Basically, like have like have fun with him type of thing. Mm. Fuck my son. <laughs> mm-hmm. While dressed
5: as a girl. Well, that's unfortunate.
3: I was like, holy shit! Like, what the hell? <laughs> So while all that is going on, Roland's like, "Okay, I guess you can stay here for now," type of thing.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And I forgot what Michal said, but it's something that made Roland like shiver, like "Holy shit!" type of thing. But eventually, Michal made his way to the experimentation room where he, where Vidia was being experimented on. And then the dog's like, "Oh yeah, you can come in too." Hey, Vidia, come say hi to your new brother.
5: Mm.
3: So that's where it ended in that cliffhanger. It was like. Shit. <laughs> that took a dark turn. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, right, okay. What was your what was your breaking news?
4: Michael Tensei Ova. Now available on Funimation.
3: All right. Well, we're gonna cover that when we come back.
4: <laughs> yes, indeed. We shall. All
3: right. Uh all right. Uh, last one for me. This was on Netflix. Uh I just readily picked it up because I had some free time. Mm-hmm. Uh Kotaro lives alone. Mm. The apartment comedy with laughs and tears. That's the tagline.
5: Uh,
3: It's about this four-year-old named Kotaro who actually lives in an apartment by himself. uh He moved in, and there's a bunch of colorful people. Well, not really colorful, but uh, Shin, who is basically a uh, washed-up manga artist who basically... He was was a deadbeat.
5: uh
3: He had no desire to draw manga as much anymore type of thing. Living off his contest money. He was a slob. Mm-hmm. uh isamu who is basically like this gangster looking guy who also loves katara who's like oh you're so cute that type of thing mm-hmm. he's like he's like looking out for him like they're all looking out for him mm. and then mitsuki which is the girl uh she's basically a hostess at a bar with an abusive boyfriend who's that uh mitsuki that's his sister no these are all these are all People live in this in separate apartments.
4: Oh, tenants. Okay.
3: Yeah, tenants. These, these so are all she's, tenants.
4: She's with an abusive boyfriend. Interesting.
3: Yes, and yeah, this Kotaro kid. Yeah, uh, he just talks and acts mature because yeah, he's been living on his own. He's been running away from home, mm-hmm. and people don't know why. Like they, they, he always like avoids it.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Like he doesn't like to talk about it. And then uh, Ko- uh, Miss Kobayashi, uh, she's the one that gives him an allowance every week, like, like here's money type of thing. Mm-hmm. And you find out that's his mother's life insurance.
5: Mm. He's dead. Mm. He
3: doesn't know that, but yeah, uh, he lives alone because this father, his father's very fucking abusive, and that's what made the mother run away, and so she died. As Kotaro says, he needs to become strong. To help out his dad, because he thinks his dad is just has some darkness uh, covered him, even though it's not. He thinks it's not just him, because he's a kid. He doesn't get it.
4: Yeah, that's fucked.
3: And then uh, you just hear all this shit. Like fuck, like, I thought it was supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> not quite. Uh, that's the funny amount of this, but you just get all this. It's like good god. Not quite. Even like uh, the there was a there was a private investigator who like he was befriending Katara. And then you find out, yeah, he was hired by the father to look for him, and it's like I found the type of thing. He's like, and the tenants, they're like, are you gonna tell him? It's like, yeah, I have to. I'm paid to do that, mm-hmm. but he doesn't tell him his exact address because this guy has also been abused by his his father. So that's like, yeah, like I don't want, like I, I yeah, I, had, I fortunately had to report to him, but I, I'm not gonna tell him where he actually lives.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: That type of thing. <laughs> So he's got a heart in there somewhere. <laughs> and even fucking Mitsuki eventually moves out of the house and moves out of the apartment because uh, basically she tried to tell her boyfriend that she was going to break up with him and then she fucking slapped her.
4: She He slapped her?
3: He slapped her, yeah. Wow. And then basically uh, one of the tenants, uh, the gangster-looking one, like, oh, yeah, like, let me take care of him type of thing. And then Kotaro's like, no, like, if the cops ain't going to do anything, then you have to leave because he knows where you live. Mm-hmm. But despite him, like, feel like he's chasing her out, yeah. He's, because again, he's been abused so he knows what it's like.
4: So you watch the whole series or is this a weekly thing?
3: It's all ten episodes. It's all, it's all done.
4: Oh, okay. And you watch all, all ten?
3: I watch all ten. I was like, you know what? I gotta finish. <laughs> I gotta finish damn. before we go on the air.
4: God damn it.
3: Yeah, It's, it's just really good. Is it? And and even like the end episode, uh, they go to the gravesite of the grandparents. Is is mostly uh, the the tenant Shin is the one that's mostly talking to Kotaro,
5: mm-hmm.
3: especially since they they live next door. They mm-hmm. actually it actually re sparks his love for drawing manga again. Yeah, so it's almost like like he has a job type of thing. Uh, they actually picked up one of his manga drawings for a like a series. It, it's great. So like I'm happy for him for that. And he still tries to, make, and he still makes time for Katara despite all that. Like oh, it's a full time job type of thing.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Like the deadlines are more strict. I don't know he, despite him being tired, he makes time for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like the final episode, like they go to the gravesite, and like, and, and it's basically for Katara's grandparents.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And then um, yeah, Shin's like, hey, what was your mom like, that type of thing? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, she was sweet and all that, and. uh so how, how do you like spell her name, the kanji? And then he does it in like the like the dust of the gravesite. Mm-hmm. And while they were cleaning it sh- on the side of it, Shin sees the mother's name and he covers it like he's like he's like standing right by it.
4: Oh, they're in the same grave. Oh, that's yeah. Dark.
3: Yeah. It's the family grave.
4: Oh, like
3: the grandparents in the front. She's on like the side, like the, like the left side of it. Oh, man. So he's like, "Hey," and then Qatar's like, "Can you please get out of the way?" And then Shin's like, "Nope, I'm not moving. Mm. Like, like, you're distracting me. Like, that's fine. Like, I'll look the other way."
5: Mm-hmm.
3: He's like, "He." So he promised, like, that even says, like, next time you go there, I want to go with you. He wants to keep going with him just so he doesn't see it.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's basically where it ended.
4: That's darkest shit.
3: It is, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Uh, we do also. We also did get another female tenant uh sumir it's
5: mm-hmm.
3: she's only there for like the last like two to three episodes but uh, basically her deal is she hates children mm-hmm. but she really tries hard to like get along with the kids even kotaro is like that's me. Right. whatever people's motives are or what's wrong with them Katara knows
5: mm-hmm.
3: and this is how he just picks up on it
5: mm-hmm.
3: and, like there was an episode where kotaro was like fat as fuck Mm-hmm. and they thought like okay maybe it's his diet but we find out like the school they're they're serving healthy food
5: they're
3: mm-hmm. so, like well okay so what the hell what the hell's up they find out the students are making him eat whatever they don't want to eat because they don't eat this stuff mm-hmm. so they're make so they're forcing katar to eat it damn and 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 uh takei she sees this as like are you even hungry he's like no you just can't waste food so even if I'm not hungry, I gotta eat it because no one else will. Because I hate waste; no one should waste it.
5: Because
3: mm-hmm. like, I and even the teachers pits up. I was like, okay, yeah, it's like you're not doing that ever again. Like we're gonna make sure the kids don't make, don't make him eat it. <laughs> like all this, like, like all their leftovers, whatever they don't want to eat, they, eat his own food. That's it. Yeah, I hope there's a season two. What'd you give you- it? I give it a four. Mm. Four out of five.
4: That sounds so
3: sad. It is so sad, but there's there's some charm to it. But it's just they're really heavy on the sad crap. It just you don't expect it.
4: Like I saw, like, you know, I was like, I went on Netflix accidentally because I actually clicked on the button and I, I heard like a little preview of it. And it was it was Katara talking to the tenant um, asking about how his shower doesn't work. And um, he's like, oh, he's like, I got to fight to survive. And he pulls out a sword. And I was like, this seems kind of stupid. <laughs> But obviously- no, but
3: that's why he does it because he has to sword. Because basically, he watched this kid show, like this kid, like this samurai thing.
5: Yeah,
3: and like he fights to help the weak, and he wants to be strong to help his dad.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: That's why he does that shit. Mm. Yeah, this is is just the shit you find out,
5: mm-hmm.
3: and and it just hits you hard. Like fuck, yeah. It's like it's everything about it. Like I definitely recommend this to people. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm
3: But yeah, I hope there's a season two because you don't see the dad like fully like finding him and all that. So like, there's there's still it, it 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 leaves it open.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And if it's popular enough, I definitely see it again in the second season.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, it's got a eight point forty two on my anime list too. Like, fuck shit. oh it's pretty. That went up pretty solid. high rather quick. That's pretty super solid, if you ask me, partner. Yeah, um, that's higher than the most on here. <laughs> It's it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a it's even ahead of Dress of Dawn. It's only behind, of course, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, and Takagi-san season three.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: That's it. Like on that, yeah. Fuck
5: this. <laughs> mm.
3: Anyway, I'm done. Your turn.
5: God damn it. All right. Um,
4: I never liked these. You know, it's like shit. Because um, <laughs> I, I got to always remember what the fuck I did. Um uh, yeah, it's
3: hard to remember all this shit.
4: It is fucking hard. We watch so much. It's like some of Yeah, that's what
3: it's like shit. Uh
4: Love of Kill. Um, what the fuck happened on Love of Kill? Oh, um, so basically, the episode for Love of Kill, it surrounds uh Ryung-ha and he's speaking to Donnie. And he wasn't kidding when he said he doesn't know who Donnie is. Um, throughout right. the, the last couple episodes, we've seen you know flashbacks of, of uh as a child. Come to find out, the Ryongha that we were looking at as a child isn't the same Riangha that we see as an adult. Um, there's a flash, uh, a flashback moment that they show during that day where you know you see Baby Chateau and she's crying, and you see Ryongha driving, like you know, saying like I'm on your side, whatever. And then it pans to the passenger seat, and the passenger seat shows freaking uh, a, a boy that says, "What are you gonna do, Ryongha And that's the current Ryongha who's there. So, whatever happened, which we don't know yet, that guy took Ryongha's identity after Ryongha died, but left Chateau there. So, that was a pretty wild revelation. Um, the episode continues basically as Ryongha is um, taken in. He's you know, held capt- captive, basically, and Chateau basically busts in to try and save him. No plan, just fucking busts in to try and save his ass. Um, at the same time, he's staging his own escape and um he's fucking insane bro just fucking killing everybody just headshot 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 fucking two shots um but one of the things that happens is before he actually gets to escape he gets into a fight again with the other guy i forget his name but uh, one of the, the guys there he's like Pierced and shit, like he's got a bunch of piercings, and he punches him in his stab wound, and he reopens up the stab wound, um, and this basically causes Riyang Ha to be like very slow. He like he's getting hit by bullets that he normally wouldn't get hit by. He's still killing everybody, but he's tired, inefficient. Eventually, collapses in a stairwell, and the guy who punched him catches up to him. And in a surprise, he's like, you know, there's a commotion outside. He's like, somebody's here to save you. He realizes that Chateau and he gets up and he fucking finds the will to fight and he keeps killing people like to to escape. The other guy lets him basically lets him escape, which is wild. He said that he took an interest in him, like in a previous like portion of the episode. Um, And it's pretty wicked, basically, as we see um, see them try. Like he basically escapes and you see uh, Chateau like going through and trying to like bust in herself. She eventually gets caught out. Um, in the forest near the house and they have her pinned down and as she's about to be taken in um, her captor gets fucking shot in the head and uh, there's Rianha saying like oh you know you sh- you, know, you shouldn't have came- said something about you shouldn't come save me something like that and then she said like, well look at the pot calling the kettle black you know and then that's how the episode ends with them like having sharing that nice little moment together basically where mm. you know she just went and just said fuck it I'm gonna go save her um, so that was cool um, mm, 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 strongest stage. Strongest stage is always easy because it's always the same shit. Fucking Maddie is OP as shit and they do anything not anything but like they come up with a plan and it always works never really fails so they basically arrive into the the city that they were going to go to and they don't go in because of the fact that it's heavily guarded and they also feel the presence of demon energy so basically they use whatever fucking sorcery to realize that there's 32 demons in the city and normally that's impossible you normally don't see demons coalesce however maddie basically says that these are called demi demons and demi demons don't have have any real like super magical powers so what they do is they all band together with their what little magic they have and they form like squadrons and shit like that and that's how they coordinate and they take over so the city is basically being fucking it is being held captive by demons um maddie of course finds some secret hallway outside or secret passageway outside of the uh, city and they break into the city they find that all the citizens are being like they have some sort of like uh, mind paralysis magic on them that basically makes them like living dummies. So they pretend that they're done. But of course, Maddie has some stupid thing like, it'll only pretend like you have it, but you're not really done. Just play dumb. So they're like, oh, <laughs> as they walk into the uh, the factory, this factory that's in the center of the city. When they walk in the factory, they find that, that the city is manufacturing Uh, what's called magic jewels or magic jewels and basically they said that it's that's a dangerous thing because of the fact that if you have a a nice solid concentrated amount you can blow up an entire kingdom and that's what they were basically going for so they're like we have to stop them we have to basically save the citizens because if they pro if they have prolonged exposure to this uh this paralysis (laughs) magic um it can lead to permanent brain damage so they go in and they're like well listen like they're all demons, but they're all weak, but we'll break them up. Instead of going individually, one by one, we'll do teamwork and we'll use their teamwork against them. So they come up with some crazy plan and they basically divide and conquer the demons and you know, they do a good job. Eventually they have like, I think it was like eight de- or 10 demons left. And as Maddie is going to go over there to kill them, um, one of the guys from the previous episode, I think is Guyless or I think his name is Gyliss. Um, Guyless comes over and fucking takes out half the demons. Maddie comes over, takes out the other half of the demons. And so far, the only person left is the boss. guyless wants to face the boss. And Maddie's like, all right, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, don't Maddie, don't don't interfere. Don't interfere. And we see guyless has improved since his fight with Maddie in the previous episode. Um, he's been reading whatever book uh, magic book that Maddie gave him. And he's improved his casting and things of that nature. He goes blow for blow with the demon. He takes damage, but so does the demon eventually. And um, as the sun comes up, basically, he's able to kill the demon. Um, but he's exhausted and, and shit. It. and so maddie's like oh you know you barely killed them but good job whatever the case is and um his uh, teammate Lori went to uh he uh cast a healing spell on um on Guyless. but as he she's doing that the episode ends with the demon not dead he like his eyes turned red he's like oh and then that's how the episode ends for that so you know pretty solid i guess uh princess connect was a, a it was a great episode basically long story short because of the fact they introduced all these characters and it's so hard to, to know their fucking names like they just do a, such a shitty job of that from that standpoint but the animation through this episode was superb the fight scenes were great we basically see karen has been turned into a puppet but we don't know that initially karen basically is doing um oh carol not karen carol 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 is doing um the fake princess's de- uh, bidding and we see her just mercifully fucking killing people like crazy or mercilessly sorry killing people like crazy and Um, we find out basically that the the fake princess has taken the power of that of that crown that she killed Um, the person that was associated with the with the redive. She took her power and basically entraps all the citizens of the kingdom inside of a barrier and sends Kara out to kill them all. And so it's like this mass massacre basically happening in the fucking in the city with shadow, with the shadows who have, you know, they're like the lost souls. So she dispatches the shadows and letting the shadows try and kill them. So, of course, the Gourmet Guild goes out, you know, to try and save the day. They do a pretty good job. Um, but eventually the numbers get overwhelm them and um, yuki who's you know fighting and has that pressure of not letting wanting to let his friends die has some sort of like traumatic like brain pressure or something like that due to his memories like coming sort of coming back um like it's like a negative effect of the redive and he basically goes unconscious um so they're without their their level up because yuki's power is basically to level up the other people so they can enhance their powers um and so we see um as everybody basically gathers towards the center of the city, try and beg the, the queen, not realizing that the queen is evil. They're trying to beg her to like save them. Um, We get a magic cast from one of the detectives that we saw in the earlier in the season. She's basically figured out that the queen isn't the real queen. And she basically begs the real queen to show up and save them. Um, So as they do that, um, the, the current queen, the fake queen asks Carol, like, go ahead and kill all the citizens. And so she goes to kill all the citizens and she's, she hesitates. Like she does it, but she's hesitating and she's hesitating. And eventually she stops and she's like, I don't want to kill anymore. Like even my heart can't take this anymore. And then that's when we see that she's a puppet because the the fake queen basically takes her by the strings and fucking starts like puppet, fucking puppet controlling her. And she's basically killing everybody and, um Peccarine, who's been you know a constant source through this episode of like hope and fighting um comes out and you know she asks Pecarine save me save me save me and Pecarine's like of course and then eventually the, the the casting stops and Pecorine takes a deep breath and again uh, like I said last week or in our last episode she hadn't told anybody the fact except for for Kokoro that she um, is the real princess. So she says, in the name of, of Princess Eustania uh, von Ashtak, what I, I, I said it's von something, I said that wrong, but in the name of Princess Eustania von Ashtrak. Um, I will, you know, defeat you and I will take my kingdom back. So she basically told the entire kingdom, I'm the real Princess Eustania, And there's raucous ovation, you know, like, woo! they're coming to there. They're coming to steal the day and freaking uh, what's it called? We basically see like a face to face in a way between the, the fake princess and the real princess. So that next episode 11 is going to be wicked. And like I said, the, the battle scenes and the animation of the of the of the fights and the magic throughout this episode were really, really, really well done. Um, I, again, I always say that about Princess Connect. You're always going to get really spectacular anime um, animation, I should say, and fight scenes um, and the story is compl- it's one side and then the other really horribly explained. But then there are intricate details that they bring back that makes you like, oh, man, this is really good. But just the characters and the way that they're, you know, they are. It's just it's a fucking mess. But the animation and the fights. Great. Love it. Um, Boruto. <clears throat> Boruto uh, was pretty solid, I guess. Basically, we see them navigate through a through a storm. Um, Boruto and Ikata is the guy's name, um, the, the, his friend's name. His name is Ikata. So him and Ikata uh, basically navigate through a storm. Um, along the way, they notice a boater, a capsized boat and a, and a, a boater um, who's drowning. And so they have to navigate near a whirlpool. And they manage, to, you know, after much effort and struggle, they manage to save the, the boater. However, because of this, Um, Boruto realizes that Ikata really does have webbed hands. And so he really did save Boruto. He confronts him afterwards. He's like, you really did save me. He's like, yeah, you know, I think it's weird. And so everybody would think it's weird. So that's why I didn't say anything. Please keep it a secret. Nobody knows, you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, no problem. I get how you think it's weird. You know, that's typical fucking like, I understand completely. It's kind of childish, I guess. But, you know, still principle. I get it. And so they continue on in the storm. Ikada almost gets ejected because he runs into some harsh waves and he almost gets ejected from his boat. He kind of gives up. He's like, Well, fuck it. I guess I'm going to die. But Boruto casts uh, uh, Shadow Clone Jitsu, Kagebushi no Jutsu, and um, is able to save Ikada. And basically tell him like, oh, you're not going to die. You want, you want to live out your, your dream as a boatmaker. You're going to do that. Don't die. And he's like, yeah, you're right. So they share a nice moment at the end. Um, and that's that. However, toward the end of the episode, we get two critical details. One, the Funato clan are getting supplies on near, I guess, the same vicinity or near those islands where they're at. And they mention, like, oh, you know, like, we're going to go to war. We're going to take down the Mizukage and his fleet. We're going to take over the land of water right of course that's their plan um we also find out that the the woman who um the sister who we see from the family is out and about um going to some particular location earlier in the episode when we get when we get dialogue between ikada and Boroto, they ask about family and boruto they ikada asks boruto like oh you got siblings and she's like yeah i got a little sister what about you he's like oh um i have family but i don't keep in communication with them i only keep in communication with my uh, older sister and we basically find out that Ikada is the is like a lost sibling of the Funato clan and that, that sister that he talks to is the sister that's part of the whole like planning right now with the Funato clan trying to take over the land of water so that was a really good revelation basically that we find out that their family and that's going to probably cause a rift in the next episode or two in terms of you know how how he, how he may either betray Boruto or may help Boruto against his sister and the family. Cause we basically get an understanding in that dialogue earlier in that episode, that the family wasn't supportive of Ikata going off on his own instead of like staying with them, basically being pirates. He wanted to actually do something like straight, so that's why he wanted to be a boatmaker and, you know, carve his own path. And basically everyone said like, no, nah, that's stupid. And they hated him. And they basically, you know, shunned him except for his sister. Because his sister is the only one that said, yeah, you know, carve your own path, be your own man. I support you, whatever. So um, that was pretty decent storytelling from that standpoint. And finally, les Piste de Résistance 86 is back with its penultimate episode. Good God, was it a wonderful fucking episode. So. The episode begins with um, Shin being ejected from uh, where the Morpho blew up. Um, As he's ejected, he basically goes unconscious. And as he goes unconscious, he begins to basically kind of lose his fucking mind. He goes and he realizes like oh I'm left alone again like you know like he he starts thinking about the past start thinking about the fact that he's left alone, uh things of that nature and um he's losing himself he's like oh you know like he just dis- he's a disappointment or he's disappointed like these various fucking thoughts and he's like just fucking losing his losing himself, all of a sudden he comes to, he's not dead um and he's trying to reach over to get the the piece from his brother's um his brother's machine he wants to hold it i guess you know and he's you know still distraught and he's very hurt from the explosion his um his uh what's it called his juggernaut suit is all fucked up um it's missing a leg things of that nature so it's very he's not functioning very well on top of you know being severely hurt all of a sudden we see a member of the legion come up and was like you thought you were you thought uh, you finished the job but nope i'm here and i'm going to kill you and he begins shin we never see shin like this he begins to panic And he's always said in previous episodes, he's not afraid to die. You know, he, in fact, would welcome death. And he's panicking. He's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But then at the same time that he's panicking, realizing death is upon him, he begs the the Legion member, kill me, just kill me, please just kill me. And as he says that the Legion member is about to stick his basically like claw thing, like from the from from his Legion, like juggernaut into the cockpit and squish uh, Shin, we see an explosion. Um uh on the, the Legion uh fighter basically. Somebody shot the Legion fire fighter, it blew up, and we're like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? So um what's it called? We see um from the from the the the, the fire in essence, uh we see Lena, we see Lena come out and it's shocking, like oh my god, Lena, fucking Lena, and what's it called? Uh, Shin is still fucked up, she doesn't really realize it's Lena. He, like, sees the figurine, like, the figure of her, and can hear, but doesn't put two and two together. He introduces himself as his, as, like, his current uh, Giyad Federacy, like, information. He doesn't, you know, uh, identify himself as Shiné Nozen, but just rather, like, I'm, you know, the the lieutenant for the 168th Division, or whatever the fuck it is. And um, they have a conversation. They have a really heartfelt conversation about the current status. And basically, we find out uh, the Republic has been destroyed, and, you know, all they have left at this point is just um just fragments of their of their military which is fantastic here considering they're all racist pigs but um lena's one of those survivors and so shin basically tells lena like you should go back you should be careful you shouldn't be on the battlefield and lena rejects that and lena's basically saying about how you know there was people that you know inspired her a long time ago and they're long gone but um she wanted to keep fighting for them. She wanted to keep fighting so she could see them again, wherever they would be at. And she's not going to rest until she accomplishes that. Basically talking about her her in the 86. Um, it was very emotional uh, from that standpoint. And so another thing that we noticed is that her, um, her guardian, who's an 86, recognizes uh, Shin's uh, logo, the Undertaker logo and was like oh like she uh, was gonna say something but then she chose not to um again shin and them have a back and forth and then lena finally identifies herself as you know i am i'm major um uh lena whatever um and you know whatever and so shin is shocked completely utterly shocked he's like holy shit major and he catches that she catches that and she's like huh and then he goes nothing 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 and he just, you know, he begins to realize, he begins to think of everything that he thought of while he was unconscious, it comes flooding back to him in the opposite direction, that he's not alone, that he didn't, um, he didn't, he's not left behind, he's not alone, he's not going to die alone, there are people that he inspires and that, you know, want him alive and things of that nature and it brings him almost to tears and it's interesting because at that moment he basically accepts that he's gonna pop the shell so he can reveal himself. Like it's me, it's Shin, the person that you've been talking about. And um, what's it called? As he's about to pop the shell, um, reinforcements come over down over over the horizon and basically go after the Legion Federacy or the Legion that's trying to get to that location where the Morpho is. Um, and then they basically escort. They begin to escort extract uh, Lena out and they try to extract shin out as well um but basically it's i don't know it's a it's a beautifully told piece as they have this conversation they have the emotional music um in the background that you hear throughout the season um it's it's a fan i want to find the the, the song for you because you would love it matt it's a beautiful fucking song but they have this conversation basically and at the end of the day shin chooses not to reveal himself to lena and frederica who's on the battlefield who managed to survive as well was like why didn't you tell her it was you and shin is like oh she mentioned that she wanted to catch up to me i don't want her to catch up to me while we're in a battlefield i don't want her to catch up to me while i look like this while i'm disheveled and hurt like i want to see her when this when this war is over i want to see her when it's not under these circumstances i want to see her when she's free just like we're free like basically and it is very nice moments uh, between them, basically. And so um, we also get a revelation that um, Shin is like, How did you survive? And she goes with tears in her eyes. Frederica's like, uh, uh, What's it called? That uh, Kiri, the guy who was piloting the Morpha who Shin killed, um, Kiri saved me. When the explosion happened, Kiri, I guess, used whatever Legion power it was to push um, Frederica back into the field so she doesn't get caught up in the explosion. And that was his final act. Uh, which is very noble and it brought things full circle so um it was a wonderful wonderful moment wonderful wonderful episode and then after credit basically we see shin return back to the base he's in a sling he's all fucked up and he returns to the reporting room so he could sp- be with his other 86 oh by the way i forgot to mention that as well um when the reinforcements come we see that his major his current major is there and um you know says I'm, you know i'm glad you're alive and then Um, Everybody was worried about you, and Shin is like, "Wait, there are survivors, and every all the eighty six are there, like happy, you know that they're that he's alive, but angry that he left them, and you know, basically saying like you're not going to die alone, whatever." Said more reinforcement of the fact that he's not alone, that he wasn't left alone, he's not going to be left alone, things of that nature, and um, it was very nice from that standpoint. So then in the after credit, we see um, when Shin walks into the reporting room, everybody turns around, and the major starts playing the recorded conversation that he had with um. With, uh, with Lena because of the fact that he was done on official comms. It wasn't done like outside of the comms. So they were able to record the conversation and have that, Playback and everyone's just like you know grinning from ear to ear like oh look at shin with his girl da, 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 da. and the major kind of like just <laughs> and she walks away so the 86 can talk to her about lena you know everyone's happy that lena's alive that she fought and they all have all of them have a lot more respect than what they used to have at the beginning one of the things that made shin almost cry in the earlier episode is the fact that lena to this like moment uh, where he met where she met him and didn't realize it had the picture that he that she found an episode I think it's episode 11 or episode 12, the picture that she found inside of the 86 bunker that talked about her being like the pig. Um, but she recognized, like, you know, the fact that she earned her respect from them and she kept that picture with them in hopes of seeing them again or, you know, laying it wherever she may find them. And, you know, she earned that respect. And that's one of the things that one of the uh, 86 said, like, you know, just like us, where we fought and survived, she's fought and she survived and it's commendable. And we, you know, hopefully we get to see her again at some point. So, um, fantastic shit all around the next episode is considered is uh i believe it's major or something along those lines it, i think it's going to be an episode for her it will it, probably if i'm not mistaken be a flashback to how the the, the republic fell because we don't ever get a real resolution to that basically we see the beginning of the invasion of the legion into the republic territory and then the next shot that we see which is an after credit from one of the earlier episodes is the next morning and the whole fucking the whole republic is just to shit just rubble ruins fire bodies everywhere like it's gone at this stage and that's basically what we find out um when ernst um going back uh prior to that i'm being a little like In sequential but Ernst basically says that the Republic is gone the Legion is pushing into former Republic territory we need to join up with the Republic in order to combat them because of the fact that we don't have access to the same like resources and locations that the Republic does so if they begin to hide in the Republic it'll be difficult for us to continue to chase them so we'll take any of the help we can get so we'll link up with them basically so we're gonna get at I would imagine like some sort of like communicative or like team like thing with the former republic people that are still alive and the uh federacy and at that point maybe we'll see some sort of reunion um of the 86 and lena but regardless just wonderfully told stuff very emotional stuff um between the two people like it was actually aggravating to me because i was like dude just pop your fucking chamber let her know it's you let her know it's you she misses you she loves you let her know and he fucking didn't he chose not to. I was like, "Motherfucker, bro, that shit!" I was screaming at my fucking TV, dude. So, um, yeah, man, that's the recap for '86, and those are all my, uh my individuals.
3: All right, very good. Now let's get to the meat of the matter: everything that we are watching together.
4: Are you losing your voice, bro? What's up?
3: <laughs> I clear, my friend. Hold on, get the frog out. No. All righty, let's just go to platinum. All right, Mirai, your whole happiness speech is not working. <laughs> hmm? Mirai.
4: Oh, Mirai! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planet. It it, it it
3: it was it was clearly shown here that it's not working anymore. <laughs>
4: no, not not at all. They're done. I like, we're well past the happiness
3: twenty four seven speech for sure. But uh, yeah. Uh, also, Yuenda fucking lays down the law to that cop. Hmm. <laughs> Like, we're not friends. Like, I've only talked to you for, like, a total of five minutes and, like, 43 seconds.
4: Yeah, dude, savage.
3: And, like, all these like all these encounters. Like, yeah, this one was, like, 20 seconds. This one was this. The only time I talked to you longest was during that run-in. And, yeah, I regret that. You think I'm your friend for those five minutes? No. Fuck you. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, and, uh, basically, Yohan just says, alright, I-, I just want me and Mariah here to talk. Everyone else... Back off,
5: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: but uh, what you call it? Hoshi stays the cop. It's like I, I want to, I actually want to hear all this. Like I want to see this through.
5: Because
3: the guy, he still thinks he's your his friend, <laughs> despite you know being told no. <laughs> right. So yeah, so yeah, all the other candidates: Saki, Yuri, the kid, <laughs> uh, Yumi. Oh, wait, you're talking about
4: um, the the emo one. Yes. Nakaumi.
3: Yeah, him. The girl, the, the cop's girlfriend, they all leave. They all they all go back to her hideout. So dumb. All, all that's going on. Like, okay. They, up. Well, I just, Aaron says what I want. I convince me,
5: mm-hmm.
3: wow me. <laughs> and then yeah, like Marai just fails at that, hard. <laughs> and you know, on average, he it's not that he
4: did a shitty job. It's just fucking Yoneda is just so ridiculously like opinionated and. Has a, a, a rightful opinion as well. It's not bullshit, dude. It's legit. It's a legitimate opinion. That's a, it's like I hate him so much, but everything he says is just it's realistic. Like I see it now, and it's like, fuck, bro. Like half of it is so blasphemous as somebody who grew up religiously, and the other half, yeah. is, like, it just makes as an adult that you know seen shit. It's like fuck, man. I just it makes all the fucking sense in the world, dude. All yeah, the. Yeah, I love
3: how you just talk about it. like, oh yeah, immortality, three hundred years.
4: Yeah, shit was but, wicked, dude. But
3: you know what? It's not gonna last that long. Like maybe humanity should go.
4: Yeah, dude. Savage. Just, just all for ass creature. Savage. He's a whole fucking savage, dude. I hate yeah, the way and, they say it, like creature. Yeah, and
3: the way they fucking say it. And people are fucking buying it.
4: Yep, they are.
3: And so I was like, no matter what you say now, it's just it ain't gonna work for real. And even Yowanda says that. And it got to the point where Shuji. Basically had the girls tied up.
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: Like, they were held hostage. like, this was the plan. This was the plan he had set up.
5: Mm-hmm, hmm
3: And it was all to basically make Mirai choose. Yeah. Like, do you, like, do you want to become God? Do you really wants to become this creature? Or I I will give it all that despite everything he said, just to say Saki. Yeah. He contradicted him, bro. And he had like you have 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah and and they're talking to each other on the phone like okay yeah if he touches me shooter if time goes up and there's no answer shooter mm-hmm. and there was like the seconds left and then mirai just says i i give up then Yuanda looks at him like you gave up that easily
4: <laughs> yeah dude and
3: it's like i had faith in you and now it's just i'm so disappointed in you mm-hmm. and then mirai talks about love about his love for saki how Much he means how much Saki means to him.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, so it even got to the point where Yuen is like, That was remarkable, like, how everything he said, yeah. But it's too late. <laughs> I wish you said this earlier. So now it's just, Are uh, you gonna whose life do you choose, hers or yours? So That's it's like, you die or she dies. So
4: fucking savage, dude.
3: And yeah, and even Saki was saying, like, do it like save yourself, like, like, like I'll be okay, type of thing.
4: Yeah, she tries to tell Revel, like, go tell him I'm fine. And Revel's like, nah, I can't do that because I value your life more than his.
3: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. And Mirai says, take my life. Yep. And then, and, then, and again, you went is disappointed in him again. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. And then he shoots the arrow and then he's like, arms out, like, ready to accept his fate. And then we get credits.
4: I think there's going to be. I bet you anything like I think either fucking um, Hoshi is going to take the fucking bullet. He's going to take the white arrow and then there may be something that happens at the at the mansion where they fucking flip the script. Um, I
3: definitely see him take taking the arrow.
4: Yeah, I definitely see Hoshi taking the fucking
5: arrow.
3: And he's going to say, why well, are you going to do this for some type of person that wants to be this creature type of thing? <laughs> some shit like that. Yeah, he's going to say something that's probably going to make you end to question himself a little bit.
4: Yeah. It's so nuts, dude
3: it is nuts good episode. holy shit
4: what a redeeming fucking thing like literally like it was like a two and a half if you're lucky a three and now it's a solid four and a half four four and a half super solid dude
3: no nah, no fuck i i love Joanna's monologues
4: yeah i hate him people, so much. people hate him one.
3: but it's just you but you can't help but listen
4: no you can't it can everything he says is just Fucking, it's got it's got purpose. It's got fucking understand. Like it's based in reality. A lot of it. It's not just bullshit. Yeah, not, um, you know? yeah. I got to the
3: point where people started questioning their faith.
4: Exactly, dude. Like ten uh, percent of of humans fucking
3: left. Like again, he dropped that down a lot.
4: From seventy five percent of people believe in a god to ten percent.
3: And no one could ever do that. Like in real life. No. No, no way. No chance. Like no, you'd be lucky, no. you you'd be lucky to get five percent of that drop. Right. But he did it in 65 or so percent.
4: In like 24 hours, on top of that.
3: Yeah, like like yeah, even like a day or so. Yeah. Yep. Just holy shit. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am looking forward to the next one.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Then we're gonna be done. Let's see if they actually end strong. Let's see if they actually set this up right. All right, moving on. World's end harem. A decent
5: episode.
3: What, are, what were your thoughts? <laughs> it was a decent episode. It was a decent episode.
4: Nothing. Nothing really sexual happened. Yeah, this is this is more drama. This is more drama. They've cut out the sex. I mean, they still have shitty blur, shitty fucking. But, scribble, but it wasn't but like all over. No, it wasn't. It was. They already. Yeah, they basically said they st- stop fucking and you know try and get everything. In. But they're you know like I said, they're telling a decent story. They're telling a really decent story and it's good shit. It, and, it is yeah, solid.
3: It, shit. This, this is just the point that like, this stuff like this is just very distracting, in essence. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's really like the, the big flaw to give it a, a decent grade.
4: <laughs> I give it a decent grade because I've been enthralled by the story. Like, an etchy right. this is the best story out of all the etchy anime I've ever seen, truthfully. Even Mishuka Tentai, it's not an etchy anime, dude.
3: It, it's still an R rated.
4: That R rated is different from etchy. This all is right, purely etchy. Yeah.
3: All right, fair enough, fair enough. It's purely etchy, bro. I've
4: seen, yeah. I've seen, I have i have not seen that many. Like I've seen, I've seen Arrow Mang. You know what? Arrow Manga Sensei had a had a nicer story. Arrow Manga Sensei, then fucking uh, Worlds and Harlem. Cause this is a better story than Shima. Meta. This is a better story than uh, Peter Grill or Super X Heroes. Um, I think those are the only other ones I've seen. So yeah. not many, but I've seen a, a, a decent variety. So yeah, it's a solid yeah. story. Solid, solid story. Basically, I don't think that Arisa, um and her cult are really uh, are really uh, terrorists. They're just labeled as terrorists by the UW, but they're really, yeah. not. they're really not.
3: Yeah, they, they, they talk about it. like they're basically they're just exposing. Like, hey, these guys were lying to you. Yeah, we have number four.
4: <laughs> I really hope it ends up being like a humongous orgy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but also the fucking outfit appearance with uh, Doi. <laughs>
4: Doy, yeah, Doy's fucking savage now.
3: Yeah, and we find out what Karen really wants. Wants to be the head of the UW, right? The world, she wants the world.
4: Okay, fucking uh, Mm Doctor Evil.
3: Yeah, but no, she wants to be number one in everything that is going on. That's why she tries so hard.
4: Yeah, basically. So I mean, as
3: I but there's like Eddie. She wants a door. Like, yeah, you could fuck me, but I can't have you knock me up because this will ruin it.
4: Yeah, like I, you're, I still need you for my plans, and then Doi's like, you know what? That's fine. I'll help you out. And then at the end of the episode, bro, that reveal—holy shit! Doi, Doi looks like a super villain now, bro.
3: Yeah, right. Like no glasses, his hair's changed.
4: Yeah, dude, he looks taller, fucking more fucking confident, bro. It's amazing what pussy does to somebody, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah he, it's he's, so he's, true. God, he's he's fucked for like a couple of
4: them straight. This is, they said he didn't they say his number, like in the previous episode was like 63.
3: Something like that. He's fuck 63 girls. It's Jesus like, Christ. Yeah. Bro. Like multiple times in a day.
4: My number is not even close to 63. Not even close. No, <laughs> I'm not even close to 63. I'm like one fucking.
3: Yeah. It's half her age.
4: Yeah. For real.
3: Fuck you kid. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh man.
3: Uh... But, no, uh, yeah. And it's I, interesting,
4: too, to see fucking, um, number one be, uh, what's it called? Like, he agreed to stop fucking. He be ended up befriending the one chick. Yeah. Because it's more. But he actually, shed, he has feelings for, uh, for Raito's sister, it seems. Like, it's pretty wild.
3: Yeah, and, like, in this, I feel like there's, like, this defense group that, say, Raito and the others, like, they have, like, this little hidden motive.
4: Yeah, 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 for sure. And then Chloe, yeah. of course, is evil.
3: Yeah, and... Yeah, then this whole time, you find it. Yeah, sure. Like, they just hated men. Yeah,
5: They
3: wanted, they wanted all women's world. They want to find a way where you could have. What a bitchy world.
4: Just... Imagine a, a, a world full of only women. Like, what a bitchy fucking world.
3: Yeah. Like, Addy, like they, they, bitchy. they hate, hate men so much that they'd rather get pregnant by another woman or just do something genetic.
4: Like, what the fuck? And I'm very curious how they explore how they explore Explain that. It how they explain that, but then also how they explain um Susan and uh that link with her and, um and Arisa, because there's clearly a link they flash back. So when she's yeah. in a tank and fucking, we see Arisa observing her. Right. So I'm very curious from that standpoint as well. Perhaps it's a sleeper agent thing. Who knows? But now that's so many good fucking takes from this show. Like, you know, that's why I don't mind giving it a solid three. This is a solid three out of five stars. It's not going to get more for me given everything but just the story it's a it's one of the better stories of the season i would take the story in worlds and Harm, not even just like this of the sexual shit i would take the story over fucking uh what's it called i take it over 24th ward i'll take it over fucking uh shenmue right now yeah like i would take it over we'll
3: we'll get to 24th after this
4: (laughs) yeah we'll get after this yeah i'll take it over fucking uh love of kill i would take the story over uh strongest sage like that's you know i just put that story just the story itself no oh, yeah a, a bunch I, of decent I, anime.
3: I put it over a couple like i put it over Lee Dale. i'll put it over fucking slow loop ah you know what story-wise yeah story-wise yeah yes i still enjoy it for what it is but story-wise yes dolls front that. line for you maybe yeah definitely styles front line yeah um I don't think really young.
4: Young. Yeah, I was gonna say because you you're more I think that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. is yours like you like freaking uh Akame Sailor a lot. Vina need Vinita, Vanitas and rankings are your baby.
3: Oh yeah, that's so. yeah, Vanitas is definitely high. <laughs> of course, of course. Good shit. Yeah, good good shit around. Let's just good see shit, pal. Yeah, let's see if they end is strong. Hopefully, I really hope it's not something fucking stupid. Speaking of ending strong, let's go with one that's been slowly declining. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what a shitty transition, okay,
3: yeah, ah, uh, fucking 24th
4: Ward. I didn't mind this week's episode. You've been more critical of 24th Ward than I have. I agree, it started out ridiculously hot and it has cooled off substantially, but I'm not in the camp of it's gone to shit
3: it's not the worst thing, but it's just what do you want? <laughs> I like, like, these you, like, like, you've had some great episodes, and then in the middle, it's just it's like a filler
4: not quite but i see what you're saying but i didn't get that feeling um it was it, you know it was a very slow build and dramatic attempt out of out of reveal for something that kind of fell flat that's how i would okay. classify it as that's fair i would classify that as but i enjoyed this flashback episode for those who haven't seen it it's a flashback episode where we see all of the um Oh, yeah, we I heard see- a beeping. I heard a beeping. I was like, no. "Sorry." Um, we see them how we see all the characters interconnect. We see Koki's mom, um, and and father how they got together. Um, how that interacts with um uh, Susugawa. How that interacts with the dude from Sarg, Um, how that interacts with uh with uh what's it called um. Shoe's family and we yeah. see Rand and we see Zeroth. how Zeroth is born because of you know it, it, it I liked how everything tied together uh, one events. That couldn't be prevented because of Kanai's inability to complete her system was a chain reaction that led to everything that's happened. On top of the fact of Koki's father going through severe heartbreak twice because of stuff outside of his control, I thought that was really well explained, well done. It gives us a, a, a legitimate background to see the potential demise of such a critical character and how the building blocks for that have you know, taking right. shape to where we can conclude these last, I think, like two or three episodes, where we can build to something that's greater than than what it is. You know, granted, they have that; they have a couple plot holes. You know, in terms of how to how to explain the potential destruction of um of what's her face Asumi, uh, but I mean, I like this episode very much because it was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I kept saying that a lot. Because one thing led after the other, led after the other, led after the other. We see literally, we see Koki's mom be with fucking Zeroth, cause zero th- go through pain, get swept off her feet by Koki's dad. She dies because of something that she couldn't prevent. Koki's dad wants to like prevent it, then goes through and like, it was like, yeah, it starts relenting. Then his fucking daughter dies. Then he's like, I want it done. And again, great shit, great explanations. I like this episode very much.
3: All right. That- that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I uh, will give that. I don't worry. There's no new episode.
4: There's no new episode next week. We instead we get a recap episode.
3: Another recap. So that we... automatically means
4: it can't be anything above a three from us. If you get a recap yeah,
3: episode, it's the second recap.
4: It's not. A, no, it's not. It's not the second recap.
3: Yeah, we had we had a we had a break and they showed a recap, but they didn't I... count as an episode. Really? Yeah.
4: I don't recall. I thought it was just an episode. They just skipped it and that was it.
3: No, no, like okay, there's no episode, but there's a recap while you wait.
4: Didn't even dawn on it.
3: Yeah. It's falling into that
4: freaking uh what's it called? Into uh Wonder Egg territory. Yeah,
3: yeah. Eggs.
4: Uh
3: yeah, let's move.
4: <laughs> anyway,
3: yeah. Um, no genius prince, because we already covered that last week. Did we? We did, yeah. We we watched the latest episode before we got on. Oh, yeah, we did. This is ours, we got five left. Huh.
4: Go ahead with Shamui.
3: Let's go with Shenmue. Yes. Rio is in China. He's in Hong Kong. He Hong finally Hong. arrives. He arrived. He got caught off guard with a girl on a bike. Would you know her name is Joy? Mm hmm. While she got distracted, a kid robbed him. <laughs> mm hmm. Pickpocket. Wong, his minion, Sam. Pick backpack. Pick backpack. Yes. By, yes. The, the team of Wong, Sam, Larry, and Kool-Z.
4: I, I'm guessing they play a significant part in helping him later on.
3: Well, just Wong. Mm,
4: okay, just the kid.
3: Yeah, yeah, and, and you catch him pretty early. Yeah. And yeah, and everything was fine. Just all his money was gone.
4: <laughs> what in the backpack?
3: Yeah, all he, he lost all his money. No,
4: it. he had his money. He said he had well, the. I'm joy- saying
3: in the game he lost his money. <laughs> oh, in the game he lost his money. Yeah, he loses all his money.
4: <laughs> but in the anime, he didn't lose anything of significance. Yeah, in the backpack. I know.
3: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It made like a big deal. That's why Joy felt bad for Rio. That's why she takes him to this hotel. Like, hey, you can crash here, basically.
4: Can't fuck me here, but you can crash here. Yeah, they don't fuck. That's sad. She's hot. Yeah,
3: she's hot. No, they don't.
4: I would definitely sing her the chimpo.
3: Right, right. Uh, But yeah, um, Rio meets this old guy about Chai Chi. Old man, G-Man.
4: He's Diamond. so good. I love him.
3: Yeah, uh yeah, they were fighting back and forth. He had this Tai Chi style. And when he was about to ask Ryo about what was his trial? He wasn't there. <laughs> mm. But uh yeah, he goes to the temple, he sees a girl there. He's like, Oh, why are you here? type of thing. Like, oh, you know, I visit. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: But uh she's looking, but he's looking for Master Tali Shao. Mm. And this old guy's like, ah, oh, you the master will come to you. You cannot, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Uh, then rio meets up with joy that's what she tells her about the hotel like oh yeah don't go after wong because he has no family so like leave your backpack it's good as dead <laughs> fuck you nah. but uh yeah but rio says i promise i won't hurt the kid i just want the backpack I just show me where he is mm-hmm. so she takes him there he sees joy uh, sorry sorry joy takes him there he sees wong Mm-hmm. They don't. I just want to talk to you. But he beats the shit out of the goons. Not long. Mm-hmm. Then they eventually talk. He gets his bag back. Everything's there. He's on the boat or whatever. Where was it? Was it on a boat?
4: well uh, where the the, the bag? bag? The bag. The um, bag. it was either on a boat or it was inside of like a um a what's it called um container. Right. A container on the dock. Yeah.
3: He eventually gets it back. He's like, oh yeah, like you don't have to be like this type of thing. He runs off. He talks to Tai Chi. He learns the iron palm. hmm By practicing over again, I got to the point where he actually knocked the leaves off. hmm And then he goes back to the temple. Like uh because Giant J- Man's like, Oh yeah, you can go, you can go beat the master. Mm-hmm. But basically, he talks to the old guy, and then you find out the lady who basically hangs out there was the master.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's like, "Oh, well, I, ta-da!"
4: <laughs> I was expecting a guy. They, everything kept saying like, like he, 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 and shit. I guess. Are yeah, you...
3: but no, it, it was a, good, it was, a, it was the lady. Yeah. While Hong Jiong, the the guy there, no, he's not the master. Master, it's Li Xiao. And <laughs> that mm-hmm. And that's where they ended. Roll credits.
4: Wasn't bad. For That's me, nice. I enjoy it for what it is. For you, I totally understand why you're frustrated. 100%.
3: But it's like, ah, what can you do? I'll, 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 I'll just make it. I'll just watch it as it's own things. Yeah, yeah. No no use crying over spilt milks.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> All righty. Uh, Realist hero. A solid episode. Very, very well done. <laughs> of
4: course. This has been one of the... This Ingenious Prince has been one of the like, the, the key like revelations like, in terms of like mediocre, that became like good for sure.
3: Yeah, no, this, it, it picked up for majorly, sure.
4: Majorly, major.
3: I love how everyone is dressing up like Clark Kent and all that while Claire yeah. is the maid outfit.
4: <laughs> yeah. Carla, Carla.
3: Carla. Sorry. Carla. Caliente. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you want to just grab her wings
3: and. Yes, I know look they're the center of the spot of the party. This. Ah,
4: lick the tip of the wing. No, happened, no, just
3: have caress your fingertips on the base of the wing.
4: Watch the body <laughs> shift.
3: Ah,
4: <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Oh my god, this is like tentacle porn, except it's wings. Wing hey, porn. Exactly. It's wing porn.
3: Ah, I believe she can fly, all right. Yeah. But yeah, they're but yeah, what what was the what was that guard's name?
4: The guard, um Owen? Is it Owen? I think it's Owen.
3: All right, well, we'll call him Owen.
4: It might have been Owen, yeah.
3: It is Owen. I'm looking down. It, it is Owen.
4: Yes, I remembered.
3: Yeah, uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, let's go down this alleyway. Then Owen's like, no, you can't. It's full of gangsters and mugs. It's Guala Street. You're going to get mugged, kid. You're going to get killed.
4: It's full of black people. Don't do it. Just kidding.
3: Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I know you're supposed to whisper it. <laughs> Like the white people do. There's um, white people.
4: Like that Trumpy outside of the, the corner of your 7-Eleven, right?
3: So bad. <laughs> do it. Do that's it.
5: My, that's going to be my <laughs> going away uh,
4: yeah. present. Bro, like you, when you do it, like when they say, why did you do it, Matthew? You're going to be like, oh, like you show them the meme of Aaron in your ear. Do it. Run him over.
3: No, it's just <laughs> he does what he did. <laughs> that's it. He does what he did.
4: Oh, man
3: but no someone's like oh no it's fine yeah it's it's a nice town like it's there's sheet there's drop there's sheets hanging up everything's yeah. clean
4: yeah yeah
3: and it's like what the shit and was like oh well we're gonna go outside the gate oh it's like no you can't that's dangerous again and it's like oh well, i proved this to you so fuck you mm-hmm. uh and then we meet the doctor uh, the free doctor what was it what was her name
4: uh, something went to E. Um, let's say And
3: These people are not putting up their her name.
4: Elsa. I have her name on. Right, let me go to my.
3: Let me go
4: to my. Yeah,
3: we need to know her name before we continue because I don't get names mixed up. goman Gomen. We're waiting. goman Not go men. Domo. Not go women. Go. Yes. Go. Go. Go, Daddy. Oh, here it is. Did you lose it, uh, Hilda? Hilda. Hilda. Yeah. He'll divvishraft. <laughs> now the doctor is there, and then oh wait, refugee camp is being attacked. They're gonna kidnap the children, and then you see the what was that girl that he knows, through that that Kazuya knows. I
4: forgot her name. I,
3: like yeah, he recognizes I, the group. Oh yeah, that's the team I used the dummy for. Yeah.
4: Uh, I, and it's like, uh, are
3: you gonna fight? I kind of can't fight. Uh, I'm going to anyway. I mean, it it, it was it was very admirable. Yeah, I, and yeah, even Lishia's like, "All right, don't touch anything, don't go anywhere."
5: Yeah,
3: hey, you're not like, do you know anything? Uh, Owen taught me a few things. Okay, you're gonna stay still. And then yeah, he sees the girl being attacked. Like, oh, I gotta be a hero. Throw yeah. stuff as a distraction, and he's like, "Well, what, was, what are you gonna do now? I don't know I didn't Think I get it this far?"
5: Yeah,
3: Rose is like, "Ah, shit!" And then that guy gets attacked. The woman attacks him. Lishia scolds him. What would how, I don't know what we would do if you died, and then uh, Kazuya uh, says the girl's name is like, how, and then she was like, "How do you know my name?" And Lish was like, "Yeah, how do you know her name?" Uh, great work, Owen. And he's like, oh, "Oh God, it's the villagers. You guys okay?" Right. It's was like, "This, this, you don't, don't hide the subject, don't change it." And it's was like, "Ah, okay, yeah, they're fine." Oh yeah, uh, I don't give me the credit, give those people the credit. Yeah. And chase it. <laughs> and then we see fucking the slave trader. Yes. What's his name? Rudis.
4: Uh oh. Um
3: uh, uh cherry? No, no, not cherry. Candy? Ginger. Ginger. Ginger, yes. They see they ginger. they go to ginger. And again, yeah, he says up, oh, everything's going great. How did it how did this episode?
4: how the episode ended. The episode ended when they um when after they saved the children, they were able to escape by pinning it on the, the adventurer. Yeah, walked. I'll talk and about asked, with Ginger. Like, where where did they leave? That happened at the beginning of the episode. So Ginger came at the beginning of the episode before they went into before, the hood. Before he came to the end. <laughs> no, Ginger was the beginning. The, well, the first thing they did before they went into the hood was they went over to Ginger's like school basically and asked him like how how the school was running, how the kids are doing, the attendance, things of are nature. And he mentioned how like all the kids attend all the time because they want to learn. However, none of the adults want to because they've survived and they live fine without without learning. So why do they want to learn now? So they're proven to be difficult. And Soma said like, okay, that's up. To me to figure out how to get the adults to attend, so don't worry about that. I'll focus on it. just keep doing what you're doing because you're doing it. long story short. All
3: right, very good. Moving on, uh, again, nice episode. We're almost done. I forgot there's the demon war going on. It, it honestly, it's so easy to
4: forget. That's one of the hang That's one of the few hang ups of the truthful. I
3: know. It's like, are they gonna mention it at the end or next season? Uh, it got to probably be some sort of like
4: revelation of at the end of the season,
3: especially if there's gonna be the season. If I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so too. But we're just got to wait. All right, let's go. Sasaki and Miata. A solid episode. This was cute. Very cute. We got our fireworks. We'll get to that in a bit. Hanabi. Yes. Uh, basically we go back to the the Fug Cafe. Yes. (laughs) Not made the Yankee. The Yankee Cafe. The Yankee Cafe hooligans, delinquents. junkie. Yeah, so uh, while Sasaki was doing his shit, Miyano goes to the fortune teller. He goes to the president, Hanzawa. So, go ahead and explain
4: what happens, and I'll ask you a question.
3: Basically, he, he wants advice through tarot cards to, to see how he can handle his feelings on Sasaki. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was just more of like a straight type thing. And with Miyano, I think he was afraid of hurting him. Yeah, That's, so that's why he can't
4: why so we get that we get that explanation during the hanabi episode
3: yeah
4: there was a revelation after sasaki leaves so basically sasaki gets the tarot card reading from senpai and Miyano. huh miyano sorry yeah miyano miyano gets the the tarot card reading from from and mentions the card he picks is i forget what it was but it mentions it's about perseverance and I think it was strength. I think it was a strength card. Strength card. It was strength and mentioned like you have to be strong. You have to persevere. Um, you have to continue to push through and find your feelings and be strong in your choice and be strong in your decision. Um, and that'll help you out. And, you know, it helps out Miano. Miano goes away. And the revelation that, you know, I wanted to ask you was he mentioned he, he does a tarot reading for himself. He pulls it out and it's like understanding or the card. And he mentions like, I guess it's up to me as the big brother to just accept where this is going as long as the other person accepts Miyano. And I'm like, is that a senpai talking or is he related to Miyano as like an older brother and they just don't, you know, mention like Nissan or whatever. You talk case? about the president? Yeah. I... That caught my eye. I was like, is that
3: Sasaki's brother? Is that Miyano's brother? cousin family member of some no i was gonna he's just someone that has seen this type of behavior with other people because
4: he's straight he has a girlfriend and even yeah, tell I, yeah again and i'm pre- understands understand again, what's going on and again but...
3: he, i'm pretty sure he's helped out a bunch of students because yeah because again he's the class president people look up to him because again yes. they're gods in anime yes 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 yes
4: so basically um as that had they, uh they, what's it called hirano lets uh sasaki out 10 minutes early they go enjoy the festival um but, you know they go to a couple things yeah
3: then, then yeah the house i was like you know he's got 10 minutes right I was like shut up
4: yeah so then he goes Get back in there <laughs> yeah so basically uh sasaki or miyano goes to perform in the cross-dressing competition and um uh what's it called uh what's his name the the glasses miyano yeah uh kurosawa Kurosawa, Kurosawa, and Sasaki have a conversation while Miyano's up on stage, and basically, um,
3: he asked him if Kurosawa- he's okay with it. Yeah, he
4: asked like, "What's going on with it?" And he like, "Oh," and uh, Sasaki is like, "Oh, I guess uh, Miyano's told you something." He's like, "No, but I can tell what's going on." And you know, she's like, "Oh, you know, it's hard for me to like, you know, support him, but at the same time, he's so open with me, so I do want to support him. Like, he wants to see him
3: happy. <laughs>
4: he wants to see him happy, and he, you know, he realizes that you know he may, you know, sometimes crowd him." Um so Miano ends up getting second place, but he also happy the about uh
3: him. also like he had the whole like little revelation with the whole 50 year thing, that flashback. Oh yeah, he had that like <laughs> and then he's like, Was he really? And he thought Zaki took it as he was playing long term with him,
4: which is not the case, but
3: in any case, you never know.
4: Perhaps anyway, since so, uh Miano gets first uh, second place rather, and is happy about that because he's like, Oh, at least I don't look as girly as the other guy, basically. Yeah, um, they end up changing. Um, and then they go to lock up basically it's the end of the festival. Um, it's at night. Um, Miyano's in charge of locking up all the doors on the inside of the school. Sasaki goes with him. And as they're having a conversation on, on about things, um, he gets nervous, but then he tells Sasaki like, listen, I, I, if you don't mind, give me a little bit more time, you know, to tell you my feelings. And Sasaki is like, okay, and he holds his hand. And like collapses in his shoulder as the, as the Hanabi they, and the fireworks go he'll they wait
3: longer and yeah. Miyano
4: loves this vulnerable side of him. Yeah, Miyano loves the vulnerable side. But the key that you mentioned earlier that you were getting ahead of yourself is the fact that he hasn't given him his decisions because it's not fair to Sasaki. He says this because of the fact that he doesn't know whether he wants this relationship. He doesn't know basically whether he's fully gay or he's accepting of the fact that he's got gay feelings and that um, it's not fair so, he doesn't want to lead like, him on, like he doesn't want to play him. He doesn't want like he case. dates
3: him and then realizes he doesn't have the feelings.
4: Yeah, exactly. He's like, I like, I like him, but I don't like. I don't know if I like him the same way that he likes me, and I don't want to say that I like him or get with him. And then realize like this isn't for me. Like I don't like men, or I don't, you know, I, I don't want to crush Sasaki because he can tell how invested Sasaki is into him. Right. Um, but then things continue to progress from that standpoint throughout the episode.
3: Yeah, because uh we we're at the mall, Biano, yeah. uh see Sasaki, and then there's a girl, yes, and then there's um Osagawa Juro. Yeah, Os- yeah. And then uh, Miyano's like, who's this? And then you find out, yeah, that's Sasaki's sister. She dragged them along just so uh, for picking out outfits for her boyfriend.
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: That type of thing. And it led to the point where she takes off and takes Ogasawa with, him, with her. Mm-hmm. And now Sasaki and Miyano are alone together. And then he's like, hey, you got plans? like, oh, I was going to watch this uh, Yaoi movie. And Sasaki wants to tag along.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And he eventually says yes, and then says he's like, "Oh, this is like a date," <laughs> and that gets me all a little flustered. He's like, "You don't want to see this? It's a gay thing. I I gave you gay manga, but you don't want to see a movie, do you?" <laughs> right. Yeah, and you find out that there are only two guys there, and it was all girls. Yeah, because it's popular with the women mostly, unless you are unless you are gay or like Gaoi. Right. And then yeah, they find out that Sasaki likes the movie. You see Miyano crying like, oh, it was beautiful.
4: Yeah, he was all gushing over it. And then as they're talking that, about that.
3: The girls actually, are they, talking. Yeah, the like, girls
4: are talking They're like, oh, are they gay? They must be dating. Are
3: they dating? Yeah, and, like, like, why would they see that? Then Sasaki yeah. gets nervous. Sorry, not miano No, gets
4: Miyano. Miyano. gets nervous. Sasaki doesn't pay them any mind, but miano gets self-conscious because of the fact that people are starting to look at him. But then he starts realizing internally he's like I feel so at ease with senpai being with senpai makes me happy you know I, Dave, love I feel like senpai. he's just see it realizing and it now. he realizes it like that he's like you know what he's like if this isn't real feelings I don't know what is and he basically admits like to himself like I like I like senpai in a more than senpai way
3: yeah and yeah roll credits
4: and roll credits and roll credits the episode the season has to end with them getting
3: yeah, I, I do not see a second season happening.
4: I don't either. Isn't the manga still going though?
3: Yeah. So that's what I that. said. I see them getting together
4: to end it. That would be sad. You know, not for nothing. I would continue. Like, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know, I wouldn't be gung ho to watch another Yaoi anime, but if they came out with a second season of this anime, I would definitely want to watch it. Right you know that's okay it was very wholesome i love the
3: stuff
4: yeah at some point i'll watch given but it's not on my to-do list anytime soon but yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not clamoring to watch yaoi but i've enjoyed this yaoi and i guess i've enjoyed it a lot because of the elements of fucking of horimiya that that we've been given which i adore horimiya yeah Um, so yeah i it you know what it is also, when you think of yaoi anime, when you think of gay things in general, you think sometimes it's going to be like drama filled and fucking pansy esque and, you know, super duper feminine, like raging queer. And it, it's this hasn't been that, which has made it, you know, definitely a well, lot. Well, that's because it's
3: not Hollywood. Yeah. I
4: don't know. That was yeah, always. The anime lets it play out. <laughs> that was always my mindset of yaoi, was you know, yeah. just raging queer, like, oh my gosh, and shit, you know.
3: Again, okay, that's that. that's US television.
4: Yeah, I know. It's just like it's two guys that you know.
3: Again, I, I do love the virus works
4: here a lot and just yeah, or you know, when you think I you know, honestly, when I thought of Yahweh, I thought of Bokanopico. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I will end this call.
3: <laughs>
4: what happened in the last 30 minutes in the last couple episodes? I mentioned done oh, no, nothing,
3: nothing. You ain't getting them. <laughs> Let's move on. Dress up, darling.
5: Anyway,
3: yeah. we're, we're gonna dress up, darling. Uh, we're good. We're we're picking up where we left off. Photo shoots are happening. Uh, Madeline keeps breaking character because she can't help, she can't contain herself because that's a little annoying.
4: Too, even I was a little annoyed. I was yeah, a
3: even people. everyone got because everyone's too quote unquote too fucking cute.
4: Yep, especially. Um, it was cute seeing Juju smile though. She's got a cute smile.
3: Yeah, yeah, especially Shajuna. She was like, I hate this type of cosplayer, like, I hate it, it's annoying. We're on a time schedule. It's money. What am I gonna
4: do with you? Smile.
3: Yeah, like, but yeah, she she enjoys the detail. <laughs> mm-hmm. She enjoys their cup. and of course, Shinju's b strap rips. Up. Pew! It's like uh, your chest is expanded. Apparently, like, it broke. <laughs> it's like God damn it.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: so all that happened. They went their separate ways. uh, Sejuna, Shinju, were looking over at the photos. They love them, and. uh, Shinju opened up about how she felt jealous of her sister. But no, we find out Sujuna was the one that was actually jealous. Yeah, Because Shinju has the body type of people she wants to cosplay as. While he's small and flat. Yep. But yeah, she wants to keep working hard on it. And then Shinju opened up saying like, oh, I'm going to get a part-time job soon. Yeah, so I want to keep doing this with you type of thing.
4: Yeah, you missed the part though that when What's it called? Juju and pulled Gojo to the side while her sister were, you know, basically doing their parts of the photo shoot. And so Juju and and Gojo have this conversation about, you know, thank you for like, you know, bringing this out of my sister. I would have never guessed, whatever. And Gojo says, like, hey, you know, it's difficult sometimes to tell people how you really feel about what you really love. Yeah, um, I can relate, and so you know, I did my yeah because he has the Hina dolls. Yeah, because he has the Hina dolls thing, and uh Juju's like well you know like obviously like there's a lot more that went into this like you only paid for the raw materials right and she only paid she's like yeah but you know it's okay whatever and she's like no she doesn't realize how expensive it is like no problem like I'll, I'll pay for. And it, no she said like,
3: like yeah like I'll pay you back like yeah cosplay
4: is expensive <laughs> and Gojo's like yeah it's all good you know no big deal and then basically when they have this conversation Juju like is blushing because obviously she feels something more than just you know a business relationship with, with Gojo but realizes Marin and Gojo are together but basically, Juju says under her breath, "Like, like this man is truly wonderful." And Gojo yeah. picks that up. She's like, "What'd you say?" And she goes, "She goes nothing. I said nothing." under her breath, under her breath, she's like, "She's like, it wouldn't be right for you to hear what." And it was like, "Oh fuck, that was cute. Yeah. That was very cute." Uh,
3: well, all that went on, uh, they sent the pictures to uh, Marin and Gojo. Uh, they, then uh, Myron was like, so, how did it all come together?" Like, "Oh yeah, uh, Shinji was at my house." Yep. By ourselves, like, like I measured her on that, and then Maria my, my had this face, like,
4: Did you? But she had the blow up, she had the blow up, angry face, pouty face.
3: Yeah, it's like, Uh huh. Like, and go to this oblivious, like, you know, like, like most rom coms. Like, okay, like, like what? Mark, no? no,
4: everything is fine, no
3: problem, pouty face. And even though not everything is not daijobu, <laughs> everything is not daijobu. Uh, now, because of this, we get the next character she wants to do. Uh Veronica. Veronica, this shark mouth tan, barely wears anything. And Marin talks about her love for the underboob. A good round underboob is a healthy, is a healthy person. Yes. And then, yeah, then Godrew's like all flustered because of it, because, you know. She's wearing almost nothing, but he also talks about, yeah, this should be no problem at all. Like, just be really he finishes quick. the cosplay
4: really quick. So basically, I think, I think like a day or like a yeah, day think, or two. It's like a day or two. So basically, you know, Gojo's chilling in his room. He's like, I finished, you know, gives me time to work on, on uh Marin's cosplays, but that was a really quick cosplay, I guess, because there's not much to cosplay, you know, there's not much clothes.
3: Um, I thought mean, you could just probably just buy the white short shorts and you just gotta make the top,
4: yeah. Basically, so freaking um, so all of a sudden you hear ding ding. You hear the doorbell ring and it's Marin
5: Gojo.
4: Gotcha! And then, uh, what's it called? You see uh, Marin, and Gojo's like, Oh, it's so hot out there. You must be parched. Do you want to drink? And uh yeah, like, Yeah, oh, she's God, all tan skinned. She's like, Oh, she's all tan. She's like, Wow, you got tan. And she's like, I know I got tan. And she's like, No, I just put foundation all, all over my body.
3: Yeah, because so, she wanted to do it for the character. Yeah,
4: she wanted to do it for the character. But she's like, Oh, I'm so hot um whatever like yeah i can get a drink and then she goes to like you know take a shower basically in gojo's shower and we see her get ass completely buck fucking naked which i wasn't expecting that truthfully i was not expecting it like whole ass naked bro yeah she gets whole ass naked and then she starts cheese- teasing gojo like oh you want to take a peek i bet you want to take a peek and gojo's all hazakashid and she's and like, I'll, call, no. and
3: I'll call and i'll call you a pervert yeah she's like, i'll call you a little pervert
4: you could tell marm was just like stare at my monko, but um and it's like nope no, nope. I hey, I brought you a change of clothes. I'm gonna leave. I'm here, and then you see her basically in her like in his PE uniform. And then Gojo's like, oh, you know, I shouldn't be thing, but she's in my PE uniform. She's so hot, whatever. And then you see, you know, Marin and them talking about the uh, about the cosplay, and um, she puts the shark teeth. She basically they are able to make shark teeth off of from fake like nails, nails yeah. from the dollar store, which was pretty cool. And then um, Gojo's like, uh, or Marin rather was like, "Okay, I'm gonna put the foundation on." And then freaking, oh, I'm f- skipping a part. She puts like a background, but that's not important. She puts the yeah, try, yeah. put the foundation on. She lifts up Gojo the shirt, and you just see under boob. Just
3: Gojo's nice, like, wait, no, nope, you cannot, you cannot under-boob. wear this here. No, nope,
4: no, she. Now we get, we'll get to that. And basically, he gets super flustered and all embarrassed and shit. And know he's
3: like hot. <laughs>
4: and now he's hot and Marion thinks like oh my god you're getting a heat stroke oh my god you're getting a heat stroke we need to help you and meanwhile he's just super embarrassed because he sees like his fucking crush is fucking under boob Yep, like crazy and so and she starts like
3: all right let's not do this today it's too hot and then she's
4: like oh I'm gonna get the thing no she's like oh let me get you some water no not that she's like let me get you some water and then she tries to get up but she part of the um part of the cosplay is she's in ankle chains so she put the ankle oh chains yeah she fell. before that and she trips and busts her ass and hits her head on Gojo's wall and as a big ass lump on her head and she's like well we can't do the cosplay because I can't put the wig on because I got this lump on my head so we'll do right. it another day Um, and then the episode transitions into a day out basically with Marin and Gojo and Gojo's like oh where are we going and she's like oh we're going to buy new clothes. clothes and then she's like this is a men's store they're like I know you mentioned that you wanted new clothes so we're going to get you some new clothes because and- all, all he wears is his work outfit <laughs> he works his work outfit but it's his casual outfit but you know it's very traditional it's not very not hip at all. So uh, Marin's like, oh, "We're gonna make you hip, basically." And so they go into like a department store. They pick out some clothes, really tacky shit. Truthfully, everything they picked out was fucking tacky.
3: Even Guy Fieri. Everything was
4: super Guy Fieri. Was... But
3: but Myron just has this face. Like okay? Marin has this face. And
4: like when you think like, "Oh, Mar's fucking embarrassed." Like, damn, Gojo looks fucking stupid. No, nope. it this
3: shows, this shows that she has shit fashion tastes. because she, she has shitty
4: fashion taste for men because she has great fashion taste for herself. But yeah. she's like, Gojo looks great in everything. Oh, my God. I've never thought of a man that would look great in everything. Oh, wait. Now I do. It's Gojo. I love him. I love him so much. Not even love. Love. Love, love yeah. WV. I love Gojo-kun. Daisuke Gojo-kun. Yeah.
3: Uh, then they eventually.
4: But Gojo is super uncomfortable in all of these clothes because he's not hip whatsoever. And so he picks nothing.
3: No, he, he picked a casual t- no, I don't think he picked it. Well, they they came out of a bag though. So I think he picked a couple of stuff.
4: I maybe I didn't see that. I didn't see the bag. I didn't think he picked that.
3: Yeah, Joe, yeah, so she she was holding the bag.
4: No, that was her. She picked out the same t-shirt. So she bought the t-shirt for herself.
3: Okay. Okay.
4: Yeah, Gojo didn't pick out shit. Basically. Gotcha. And then, you know, Marin's, of course, super sweet. She's like, you know, it's fine. You can't help. You know, there's no point wearing something you're not comfortable in. So, you know, I understand. No problem. And they basically have a date. They go around Shibuya. You know, they go get food. They go see like sites. They eat crepes and ramen and things of that nature. Like everything is great. Yeah. So he's then, like, ramen's not a snack. <laughs> ramen's not a snack. And as they're walking down Shibuya, um, what's it called? Marin's like, oh, I can't wait to cosplay. And then Gojo's like, I can't cosplay with you and Marin is devastated she's like what do you mean i don't understand what you're saying and then Gojo's like it's best that like you do this one without me and Marin's like no i can't like you're my cosplay partner like i need you why don't you want to cosplay with me and Gojo's like it's too skimpy like that that your outfit's I, too I, skimpy i, I, I can't, I can't the under-boob is too much like i can't i can't approve i can't look at you like, I can't. And Maren, like, just laughs. First, she
3: blushes, blushes.
4: Yeah. First, she blushes. And then she starts laughing her ass off. She's like, oh, so you don't want to cosplay with me because you're embarrassed because of how, like, you know, how naked I am. And then uh, what's it called? She's like, you know what? You're right, though. I think it does too much skin. so like, oh, let, you know, I'll, I'll be careful next time to select a different cosplay and we'll come up with a different cosplay. And Gojo's like, OK, no problem. And then uh, Marin's like, well, you know what? I could wear that cosplay at home. And Gojo's like, yeah, you do that. Have fun with that. You know, I'm sure you'll look great. And then as she's they're like, walking, she gets <laughs> she gets embarrassed, and she's trying to hold it. She gets embarrassed, and so she grabs Gojo by the arm and whispers in his ear, "Do you want me to send you a picture of me in the cosplay?" Gojo's like, "Oh my god!
3: Oh Jesus Christ!" And she's like, "Kidding, I'm kidding, kidding." Unless, and then,
4: <laughs> and then the episode ends with a, a, a zoom in on her smile, and she has like this devious smile, which means. She probably will send the picture and Gojo will have ample FAP material. Oh, yeah. Roll credits.
3: All right. You're ready for the main event. It's time for the
4: main event of the podcast. Yeah, we're introducing
3: first. We're ending it with something different. Introducing. Requiem! Requiem! of the rose king of the rose king yeah uh yeah this how everything came into play with this battle we had to especially at the end with henry and richard yes but no oh uh, we get we get to the battle and uh warwick he's surprised that uh william's like why are you over there with him that's mm-hmm. your brother like i thought i manipulated you enough they, nope, I'm my, my loyalty with the family in Edward. So all that is going on. And then people are fighting. People have no faces. Some people have faces. The guard had no face and had a face when he went to Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this all this stuff is going on. Richard has his own thing to do. He wants to find yeah, he wants to find the man that killed his father. He wants to find the king. He wants to kill the king. So he sends. What's that other black hair? Buckingham. Was it Buckingham? Buckingham. Buckingham. Yes. He he says Buckingham's like oh, okay. Uh, what's what you got to do? You got to pretend to be me. He kills the uh, red rose. He takes the he takes the cape, the cloak, and he's using the fog as his av- advantage to basically trick the red roses. And it that that plan has been working. It was it was a smart plan. Super slick. Yeah, I, I give him credit for that. Uh, that we go to Henry for a bit. Henry, what? Hendy, Hendy. Yeah, uh, yeah. The king's like very upset. There's like, all this, all this stuff is going on, and he's not even there.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And he sees one of his soldiers, and he, he tries to go help him. Like I'm the king. I was like, you're the king. Then why aren't you out there? Like he's like he like basically this guy was telling he was worthless because yeah, the king's a pacifist. Yep. Yeah, like he just he's just this god-loving pacifist. He just doesn't want any of this to happen. And then the guard killed the guy in front of Henry. And it made Henry just go to him like, Why'd you do that? He was a
4: Lancasterian. And the guy's like, What? No, he wasn't. And he turns it over. He's like, Oh my god, he was because yeah, again, the the fog. Yeah. <laughs> no, it not only that, the fog and Richard was like, you know, go kill, go kill, go kill. He basically convinced them to turn against each other. Now yeah. the strategy that the bat his back line and they, like they're this way they started basically. fighting each other thinking that they were fucking the other guys,
3: yeah. Uh but while all that was going on, the fight between Edward and Warwick was great.
4: Yes, it was
3: all that going on, like, like you were with the family the whole time. Now, also, also before that, Warwick had that revelation. Like he thought he was talking to the father. Yep, like you promised you would have Edward on the throne. And he's like, I did, I mean that, like, but Again, he betrayed everyone. Yep. And now Edward want. And then you see Edward coming from the fog. Yep. And they have this fight. Yep. And it looked like Warwick was winning, but turns out that he wasn't. Yep. But uh, yeah, the knights come in, everyone's getting ambushed. Edward, Edward had it, but Warwick ran away. And then Buckingham stabbed him. Yep. He's like, You ain't going anywhere anymore. Then Edward. Didn't want him dead. He wanted him alive. Yep. So uh, Edward rushed towards Warwick. as like, find the man that did this. Like, I want him executed, basically, for like disobeying his order, based in the grand scheme of things. And then we see Warwick was like, had his flashback again of training. of how he trained Edward. Yep. And it was just a nice, sweet moment. Like, everything was going dark for him. And Ed- Edward was there. Like, he looked like he forgave him. Yep when he just held his hand and stood there while they were talking, till Warwick died. <laughs> and then when all that was going on, we go back to Richard, he sees uh, he sees Henry, and he sees the guard, like, yelling at the king. Yep. <laughs> and then he died. Yep. Like, Richard stabbed the guard. Yep. And then Henry looked at Richard, and he's like, why did you do that?
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: And he looked down. He's like, "Who are you?" And then Richard said, "He's his name and like what he is and what he does." Yep. Oh, uh, before that, that before he goes there, Joan of Arc was like trying to trick Richard. Like, "Oh yeah, uh, Henry's that way." And then another ghost, like his father, was yeah. telling like where Henry actually was. Yeah. Because Richard kept getting manipulated by Joan of Arc at the end of the day. Yep. Yep. It got to the point. Where he's like, "I don't need you anymore." Yeah. And you just sort of cut Joan of Arc in half. But, Richard, I'm the only one
4: so powerful. Yeah. I'm the only one that knows who you truly are. That And that's going to, that, at some point, has to come back. Yeah. You know, no, I agree. He is. Joan of Arc's going to come back. And you're like, yeah. I always knew who you were. And now you know who you are, too. Got it. Yeah.
3: And now she's gone for now. For now. Yeah. And then, yeah. Then the ghost of his dad is like, oh, yeah, she's there. And then we get to Henry asking Richard who is he and all this. And again, yeah, he's the king York, like son of the like son of the Yorks, like all that. The white the white rose and they says to Henry like, "Who are you?" And then he confesses that he's the king and all that. Cuz he was just a regular person to Richard.
4: Yeah, and Richard is mind fucked as they fucking they capture Henry. Henry is is basically is tied up. And while everyone is, you know, kind of like, you know, serious, but celebrating that they captured Henry, Richard is devastated.
3: Yeah, because he said he wanted to kill the person. and Now you find out he's he that person life.
4: And you know, what's crazy is that um, his uh, what's it called? His retainer, the uh, forget his name, um, the, his retainer, the uh, guy who was who was that with, was with him. him, the guy who was with him. And then the guy he went over to some other house, but he always manages to find his way back to protecting him. I forgot his name. But you know what I'm talking about. Basically, his... Retainer- I, I,
3: I know who you're talking about.
4: Yeah, so the retainer- Was it William or... No, it wasn't William. It was somebody else. Um, but yeah, his retainer was like, you know, let me deal with Henry. Let me deal with Henry. And what's it called? He's like, she's like, no, 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 no. But he realized the whole time, like, dude's in love with the King of England and doesn't realize it. But they, no one ever told him. And maybe that'll come back in the next episode. Like, you knew this whole time. Why didn't you tell me? Da, 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 da. You know, like we try to, but you, you know, blind with love, whatever, um, regardless, there's so many different places that it can go, but just the, the principle of, of the, the uh, it feels like a betrayal, it's a heartbreak, um, it's shattering to, to Richard. Just that look on his face, you know, and just the reality of throughout this, this entire last nine episodes, there's a constant with Richard, and that is that he feels that he's doomed to not be loved by, him. not realizing Anne had legitimate feelings, not realizing Edward has legitimate feelings. Yeah,
3: also the guard, him. the guard is C- it's Cass, it's William Catesby.
4: Caspi. Yeah, Catesby, Catesby. yeah, his first name's William. Oh, okay, Catesby. yeah, yeah, I've known him as Catesby. Yeah, Catesby, the, the whole time he knew, in essence, he's like, wow, fucking. He's in love with Henry, you know, I get a I think KB does know his secret. So um, it's, it's Richard's feminine side that, you know, I mean, I don't, uh-huh. he, I get the idea. Like it could be a Yahweh, perhaps it is, I guess in that standpoint, but you know, regardless, either way, yeah. just the whole principle and concept of, of the, the mental torment that Richard has put himself through and has experienced a result of this conflict between the two houses um, along with his like chance encounters that have led him to, is so fucking wild dude so wild yeah
3: just what do you do now do you actually kill him
4: no i think he fucking betrays i i think that's the the path that this is leading towards i think he's going to betray his brother side with henry they're going to sit on the throne together
3: yeah I'm, yeah it's the tension of what's going to happen just i guess a lock it happen yeah Again, it could be the betrayal, or it could be Richard kills him there, or Anything,
4: because if I'm not mistaken, it was Margaret that killed his father. Correct? Was it Margaret? I believe it was Margaret that. Ordered-
3: but I, but again, Richard fucking- believes it was the king the whole time.
4: Yeah, not realizing, I think it was Margaret that ordered that uh, Richard, King Richard, be fucking decapitated.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's
4: that's for sure, dude. Great,
3: great episode. <laughs> great
4: episode great i, scene, love, great I scene. love i
3: love the war the that final scene those final I love, scenes i
4: adore this series like i haven't given this because we're only halfway through or almost halfway through i haven't given it a grade yet but it, it's it's trending a four at least it's got a chance to be a five for me but it's, yeah like, it, it
3: depends on how the rest of this core ends <laughs> yes
4: well I, you can't i'm not going to grade it by the core because it's a it's a continuation
3: right right but i'm saying like the the first half, like the actual yeah if you were to give it a, the, the actual winter part the actual winter half the winter half, dude, it's got a
4: chance to be a five. It definitely yeah. has to be a five. I'm not gonna grade it until later, 24 episodes. Goddamn, you know? But in a way, I'm glad I didn't do that with fucking with Platinum End. I would have given it a fucking two, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would have given it a two. Um, I probably would have given it a three just because I give a lot of things a three, but it would have been a low three. Like it would have been like a 2.75 if I could do it. But I'm glad I held off because it's a four now on my grade. Right. It's, it's a four, so. At right now, Requiem is trending at least a four. I hope it can get it to a five, and I would be really happy if it did.
3: Sure. Yeah, I I can't wait. Uh, closing
4: thoughts. Strong, strong episodes this week. Um, as we get closer to the end, I mean, obviously, as you get closer to the end, any of those episodes, you know, they they should be strong. And we're getting to the end now, where we're at, yeah, we're-,
3: we're gonna get to the penultimate. Penultimate. So basically, all the yeah. slice of life stuff is gonna have like that big holy shit. Like, what's gonna happen next? Because that's yeah. usually the the, the before the season is something okay. depressing. Love of kill
4: is episode 10. So we start with penultimates on Thursday. Platinum ends penultimate.
3: World's end horror. Um, yeah, Sasaki's penultimate Sunday. Uh, uh is penultimate yeah 86 finishes dress Up
4: darling's penultimate realist hero got two episodes more three episodes sorry uh
3: so loop um and move is about I fake I fake frontline uh
4: yeah um, Princess Connect for sure. yeah rank it again. will be next week as well. Tokyo 24th will be episode 10. They're behind now. They'll be the lot.
3: Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be, at this point, they'll be done in April.
4: Yeah, it seems like it seems like that's the case. They'll be finishing when the season.
3: All right. Uh, but yeah, uh, while we sign off, we want to thank Sean for being our editor. Uh, thank W2M Network for hosting us. We also want to thank uh, Chair Radio for having us uh, every Sunday. Uh, if you go to our, our link tree at Talk to Kiki from uh, Twitter, you can find where you find your favorite local podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio. The list goes on. We're everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere you want to hear us. We'll yeah, uh, we will be back in two weeks with uh, almost all of them, a finale and the spring awards. And we will to, t- sorry, winter awards. And then we're going to talk about what we are watching for spring. Yes. Uh so until then we'll see you in two weeks. Arigato, Anato Faku, and Sayonara.
4: Sayonara minasan
0: Bye
3: bye.
0: On a cold February morning in Indianapolis, Tony Koritsis woke up, got dressed, loaded his sawed-off shotgun, and drove to his bank. He wasn't there to steal anything. He was there to take his life back. American Hostage is a new podcast starring me, John Hamm, that tells the true story of one man who channeled the rage of a nation and took justice into his own hands. Follow American Hostage wherever you get your podcasts or you can binge all eight episodes right now on Amazon Music or Wondery Plus. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit NetCredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit NetCredit.com partners for more information.